0: happy Barbenheimer weekend everybody welcome to rear chronicles brought to you by the cinematic i'm your host david i am joined with today the tired jack renault after A Barbenheimer filled weekend at the theater. First off, how are you? And second, how was the weekend?
1: I, I, you know, this weekend has brought many emotions. Because on one hand, as a movie lover, you know I love seeing that not only one movie is doing good and just bringing a lot of like positive, just energy to like the movie theater kind of environment. But two, because this is like the first time in a while that like two movies are actually like. Being released at the same time, and they're both actually doing good. But then, so it makes me happy as a movie lover, but as a movie theater employee, work's been really busy. (laughs) Definitely ready for that drop-off to come in attendance.
0: And Mr. Hunter Friesen, how are you, good sir? I am
2: very happy to be on the customer side of the theater <laughs> experience this weekend. Is what I was saying, and the pre customer experience. We'll say that because you know, I, an actual theater filled with so many people. I mean, there was I was very underdressed going to Barbie this week. We'll say that extremely um, underdressed.
0: I had a Barbenheimer shirt for my like uh, weekend screening, and I was underdressed for Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it was like we saw. The line – that box, that Barbie box has been in theaters for months, and yesterday when I went, the line was literally to the theater door for people to take pictures in that Barbie (laughs) box.
1: I was going to say we don't have one of those, but thank God we don't because our (laughs) lobby is not that big, and we would – literally just be sardines
2: at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, they just they just they just had a store in the Mall of America for that for us. And that's I've seen my feeds been blown up people going there to doing that. And it's just not even a like a store, it's just a little pop-up attraction. So to drive all the way to the Mall of America for that is crazy. But people are doing it.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Good weekend overall in the theater though. Uh had a great time. We're going to talk about Barbenheimer uh, a little later and we're also here to talk about one of the movies that inspired Greta Gerwig to make Barbie, which is the Truman Show celebrating its 25th anniversary. Uh, it's going to be a fun discussion and one of my favorite Jim Carrey performances. Maybe my favorite Jim Carrey performance. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, gonna save, not gonna have a lot of news just because I know we want to talk about the two big movies. Uh, so we'll start off with ch- date changes. It's 2020 all over again. Uh, so Challengers is moving from, was, has been removed from Venice. And is moving to spring twenty twenty four, probably gonna be a south by south uh south by southwest release, premiere type of deal, in my opinion. Um, which is seems to be the start of what's to come. Uh there's been rumors that Color Purple is moving to twenty twenty four, uh Doom Part two moving to twenty twenty four. Um and that's just some of the rumors that I've heard so far. Just initial thoughts. Do you think this is a one time or do you see other things moving, Jack?
1: I mean, with all the strikes going on right now, you know, um, the Barbie and Oppenheimer press junkets were a f- pretty much kind of like the last, I feel like, until, you know, these all get settled. So it also has, like, implications, I'm sure, for, like, I mean, Oscars definitely, because if Color Purple and Dune move, that means Warner Brothers pushes all their chips onto Barbie, so... What that means for the Oscar race going forward, especially what it does for like certain categories and front runners, is going to be
2: quite interesting to follow, I'll say.
0: Yeah, I agree. Hunter, what do you think?
2: Mm-hmm. I think... Challengers was definitely the most vulnerable movie in terms of release date cuz it's the closest one and yep. also Zendaya is the star and reason you're seeing the movie.
3: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
2: if you can't have the one person who's going to lead the movie to promote it especially when she's the most popular person on Instagram I think.
0: Yep. I, I think, I, she has I think most her followers. I think so, yeah.
2: Or or something like that. So like well they paid her 10 million dollars for this movie. That's part of it. But yeah, part of, I think this will be the start of something. I am, you know, the movies that are not do you can get away with because it's built in fan base but the movies that are movie star led i think are in deep trouble i think
0: mm-hmm. what do you so. so the one i i kind of i agree with both of you here um kind of been thinking about what possibilities are there the safest one i think is killers because it already premiered at can if that movie hadn't premiered i could see a world where that shifts again but it's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think we're in the clear for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. the NIF, the NIF premiere so far, like, I don't see Priscilla moving just because I think you can still put Sophia out there and that would sell the movie alone there. Uh, and it's not going to be a big box office hit. Uh, Doom Part 2 is the most interesting one, the one that I'm kind of, because it does have, you, you mentioned like it does have the fan base already, but it also has Zendaya. And you could also yeah, throw Zendaya out there, and Tim- Timothy Chalamet. And Timothy yeah. Chalamet. So, uh, do you see non-Oscar movies moving? Like, kind of like we, mm. we we're talking off the line, Jack and I. Do like, see like, like Wonka? Like Wonka. Yeah. What about like Aquaman as well? Well, oh, that yeah. can that can just get taken off the schedule.
2: <laughs> I would just move it up to now, and then just get it over. That's what I'd hope.
1: Are they gonna give honey, give mansion some competition next weekend? Oh,
2: oh god, yeah. Give Blue Beetle and Aquaman double feature, and then we can just be done with all these DC movies. Just Blue, end it right there.
0: Um, the whole um, um, the whole thing about Blue Beetle is very depressing for me because of the whole. This is the first Latino lead in a superhero movie, and the movie's projected to make twelve million dollars opening weekend. And I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, "Come on, man! (laughs) Just and now, no one can push the movie, so it's probably gonna dip." Would it be shocking if it goes under ten opening weekend? (laughs) I mean, no one knows who that character is, but um, yeah, we'll see what the trailers aren't. Trailers aren't helping right now. Yeah, they're very generic superhero, like nothing really standing out. I agree with with you there um so yeah we'll see what happens i'm sure we'll find out things in in the near in the next couple of weeks uh two trailers i wanted to touch on i kind of like the experiment that studios are doing now uh this happened with the nun and now it's happening with the exorcist it seems to be a warner brothers thing they're releasing the tra- trailers in theaters before they're actually releasing online which has been kind of i mean for us that go to the movies a lot like we have our press screenings but i go a lot to again to take uh, my wife um and so i'm stuck seeing the same trailers over and over so it's kind of refreshing to see something new that you didn't expect pop up uh so we mm-hmm. got the this happened again with the exorcist trailer for the new upcoming exorcist tra- uh, movie that's coming out exorcist believer is the name of it uh did you get a chance to see the trailer no you didn't right hunter because you didn't t- no but um when they showed
2: oppenheimer th- a, like a split second before the movie started, the credits for the trailer popped up, said directed by David Gordon Green, and then flashed away. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I was like, I know he's making a movie. Where, where did that come from? And then, it, and then we didn't see. It. So I've not seen this trailer at all.
0: So uh, Jack and I can talk about it like in a little <clears> bit. So the way The Exorcist is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It's in my top ten favorite horror movies of all time. The rest of the series outside of part three is absolute garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. like some of the worst horror movies ever made. So the bar for are this... you counting like the Exorcism the posh... movies? No, no, I'm talking about like or the just, Exorcist just franchise. Okay, yeah, okay. like Exorcist yeah. Three. I really, really like. It's kind of like I'm gonna bring up that movie. It's kind of the Halloween Three of the Exorcist universe. It's kind of its standalone it thing. Mm-hmm. But um, the Bard it has. It's kind of just like don't be Exorcist Two heretic, and you're fucking in the clear with me. That's kind of where, mm-hmm. where I'm at. Uh, the first half of the trailer feels like a Blumhouse movie, like a generic Blumhouse yeah, I... movie. And then once Ellen Bernstein comes in, I'm like, we're fucking cooking. That's kind of where I start getting into it. What about you, Jack?
1: I... Straight up, I didn't realize what movie it was till Tubular Bell started to play. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I quite excited for it. I'm glad they're bringing uh, Burstin back. Um, Very much, uh, especially I kind of like the direction that like her character has taken, you know, kind of becoming like the expert of it all, having to go after, like having like written the book and everything like that. Um, But no, I'm excited for it. Uh, And I'm guessing, I didn't think I remember seeing the release date, I guess it comes out October, I presume.
0: Uh, yes. Right for the Halloween. Yeah. Right for the Halloween awesome. season. So. Perfect. Yeah. Dude, that'll come out
1: right before the Exorcist episode, so we can talk about Oh, perfect.
0: And Linda Blair. Linda Blair is in this movie, Jack.
1: Did, was she in the trailer? I might have missed S-
0: her. Three seconds, maybe that. Towards oh, okay, the end of the trailer. Okay. I think that's her at, near the end of the trailer, but, uh, yeah, I'm very curious. And, uh, interesting to see two possessed girls. Not this time. Not one. Mm-hmm. The makeup looks mm-hmm. pretty solid. But yeah. you know well we're gonna i don't i don't we'll see we'll see what happens here i'm very I'm cautiously optimistic uh, and then the other trailer that Hunter probably can't talk about is we got the trailer of the holdovers um not really huge on Alexander Payne, so trailer looks to me looks fine nothing I'm not really excited for it, but I'm sure it'll be an Oscar player, but it, he's never been my vibe, so uh Jack, what about you,
1: yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll just say the trailer was mad long, or maybe it was just me, but I felt like there was a lot mm. going on in that trailer, and I've kind of, maybe kind of felt like I had already seen a lot of the movie just kind of by the trailer and, like, kind of have an understanding yeah. of where it's going, but, I mean, I'm still going to see it regardless. Paul Giamatti looks like he's really good, and when he actually gets a role that he can sink his teeth into and he's not playing, you know, the villain, i.e. big fat liar. <laughs> uh, he is actually a really, really good actor that I like, so I'm excited for it. Uh, I could see it being like a original screenplay winner, like we discussed, because that category isn't the strongest this year, um,
2: but we'll see.
0: And Hunter, did you get a chance to see it?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the style of the trailer. It feels a bit mm-hmm, like the yeah. movie from the 70s. Uh, I agree with Jack. Uh, it tells you a lot and I don't know what's going on with trailers recently where the Bob Marley teaser trailer's three and a half minutes long. <laughs> Dune has two trailers within like four weeks of each other. It's it's very weird what's going on between the companies now, but I, I enjoyed it and I, I hope to see it. Or I, I, I will see it, but I hope to see it soon.
0: Yeah, this feels like Telluride type of deal. Well,
2: oh, yeah. Alexander Payne's like telluride royalty at this point yeah he goes even if he doesn't have a movie he still goes
0: so this yeah i can see and we'll find out soon how good it is uh and then the other news i guess it's box office wise so before we started recording the barbenheimer box office came projected box office came in so we may still have a little Mm. bit of change here so barbie domestic opening is 155 million dollars making it the highest opening weekend for a female director of all time Oppenheimer is eighty point five domestic, a hundred and seventy five million worldwide. I still have not seen the Barbie worldwide, but this makes it the fourth largest box office weekend in history. Good weekend, good weekend. Yeah,
3: really. I
2: Wonder what the biggest one was. Was it just uh, an Endgame weekend? Probably just probably because because yeah,
0: end gr- yeah. Endgame grossed a billion by itself. Yeah, opening weekend so. Uh, So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. We're going to see where the rest of the year takes us box office-wise, but I think this is peak. I think it's just a substantially drop-off in the next couple of months.
2: Like you just said, the only competition is Blue Beetle. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not – I mean, there's there's Haunted Mansion. There's other stuff, but there's nothing in the next, like, six weeks that I'm like, oh, that'll make some money. I was like, I don't – like, that'll knock
1: Barbie down a few pegs. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: don't think anything will – I, this is where Tom Cruise wishes Mission Impossible came out in August.
0: It really do, does. I do think uh, the only movie the rest of the year that can compete box office wise with these like peaks are probably Dune if it comes out. Yeah. I can't really see anything else uh, unless you can, Jack.
1: I, maybe Wonka. Like the Like I don't know what I, what else is slated
2: to come out at Christmas, but I mean we got Marvels
0: and we got. Oh yeah, uh, yeah I forgot about the Marvels. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, exactly that. There's a teaser trailer for that a couple weeks ago. And now I got a full trailer for it, but I don't remember the movie.
0: Yeah, that's a trailer we talked about off the line because we didn't talk about it last week. Hunter, Jack and I are not too excited for this.
2: I mean, when when Blue Beetle, the Marvels, and Aquaman the last the rest of the year, I'm like, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and obviously that, we haven't seen anything in aquaman but like there's 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 news about that so
0: and i love james wan so so much for obvious reasons and it's just sad that th- yeah. this is going to be probably but, a bust
2: yeah so i wonder they they showed it will i think it's sing is the, the the highest grossing movie to never be number one at the box office will oppenheimer get close to that i don't remember what the total was i don't remember
0: I can see it. Cuz like I don't I don't
2: I don't think Oppenheimer will ever surpass Barbie in terms of gross, nor should it nor will it. But like with no competition for the next 6 weeks or whatever, you know, how how much more can they do?
0: I do think, I don't know if you guys agree. I think yes, Bar- Barbie's numbers are insanely impressive. I kind of think Oppenheimer is even more impressive when you think about yeah. the optics of what that movie actually yeah. is. Like can you imagine like I I've said this, I think I've said this on here, but like you put like Toby Hooper directing this movie and you release it now. The movie doesn't even make 80 worldwide in its entire life. Like, box office life.
2: You know, we talked about Killers of the Flower Moon. If you put Scorsese making this, it wouldn't even make that much money, unfortunately. But it would be a great movie, of course. But, you know, Christopher Nolan is the most bankable director I don't know even know who's number 2 honestly. I agree. Like you could still say Spielberg but it's like uh, nah. you know Fablemans and really West
0: Side Story has shown otherwise unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's
2: the problem. That's the problem. So like it's Christian Nolan bar none, the most he is the star of this movie.
0: Yeah. He, and I love that. He kind of he's do like and shout out to Greta cuz she's kind of following in his footsteps in terms of like you start yeah. indie you get this huge property, you do your thing, and then you could just become – your name is what sells, and that's pretty yeah. insanely impressive. I think um, this is Nolan's highest grossing film in a movie not with Batman in it. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean
2: and, I mean, like one weekend in, like yeah. – yeah.
0: yeah, it's and pretty –
2: already looking I like, should, like it. I should, I'd say maybe Tarantino's number two because this week can remind me a bit of Once Upon a Time in mm-hmm. Hollywood and The Lion King released at the same Ooh. time. Yeah, obviously, substantial much diff- like quality. You only have one of those that was, that was the on smaller. Your behind you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah, this weekend was better in terms of both these movies were great this weekend. Only one of those movies was good that last time, but For that was sure. the smaller version of this, where there was two big movies. And I think that one opened to like forty-five million was Hollywood, but it had Brad Pitt and Leo as well. But you know, Tarantino was selling that movie just as
0: much. That 2019, so I guess he's man. Two. That 2019. I don't think it'll ever be, well, especially now, I don't think it'll ever be replicated with how many billion dollar movies we got that year. Pretty in, in, insane. But, uh, but yeah, great weekend in the theaters. Uh, Jack, I'm glad you survived, uh, that you're here today so we can continue to talk about movies. Uh, so speaking of movies, Jack, you probably didn't see much this week. So, Anything else outside of Oppenheimer or Barbie that you want to talk about? Because we're going to talk about those two movies after we run through everything else.
1: Yeah, just one. Uh, showed a friend of mine, North by Northwest, you know, just, had a, just hanging out. And I was like, you know, I've never shown you this movie. And I think this is probably this director's most accessible for modern audiences. You know, James Bond before James Bond. Uh, and they loved it. Uh, and, you know, obviously for me, still five out of five. Easy Mount Rushmore Hitchcock, probably his funniest movie, and I'll still, I'll still always have that tiny little nitpick about the ending, but still, still perfect for me.
2: Yeah, the end. you, of, got, you got some great, great friends that you can just show North by Northwest to. Yeah. I have to be like a curation Watch, I mean, specialist like, when I'm showing I movies my friends. I mean, North by
1: Northwest is cool because, like, I mean, a lot of Hitchcocks are slow burn, but North by Northwest, you have yeah. like five minutes, and then. He gets mistaken for Kaplan, and then the movie just goes from there. So do you, once that so happens,
0: do you think your friend would question. like Psycho?
1: I'd say so. Yeah, they're, they're like a really Psycho. big. They're a big Jamie Lee Curtis fan, so they need to see it.
3: Oh yeah, for, for even sure. Alone. Yeah. Uh,
1: but
2: yeah, they right. get around to it at some point. I mean, ev- everyone n- knows what Psycho is at this point in their life, so you know you're gonna. It could just chomp.
0: I remember when I saw it in theaters. I had a friend of mine that was huge on Bates Motel, but I had never seen Psycho. But she's very, very, very super casual, like insanely casual mm-hmm. with movies. So the movie ends, and I'm like, "Is this not a masterpiece?" She's like, "It's alright." I'm like, "Oh my god!"
2: Oh, my I mean, god. the ending of Psycho isn't the greatest of all ever, but it's not his fault. I mean, though. the the sorry, oh, well, yeah. The scene, up, the scene before the
1: ending is not the is not the best. Okay. The, yeah, once yeah, once the, they come uh, back to Norman, it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, and again, we'll get one
2: final three point. I mean, yeah, the meeting of all the characters together is not the greatest, but that final shot mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah for sure. Uh, and then Hunter, uh, outside the big two, do you have anything?
2: Uh, I only have two. The big one was uh, finally I bought the ticket for in like March, uh, Doctor Zhivago on the big screen in seventy millimeters as well um the weird thing is we talk about box office this is the eighth highest grossing movie of all time to count for inflation <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and you look at all the top 10 it's like gone with the wind star wars the sound of music and stuff and like and then i'm like dr shivago i'm like okay okay i guess so i asked my parents about it and they both had heard of it and they had not really seen it so that kind of says where like when you look at the number of tickets sold, 30 million more people saw Dr. Chicago than Avengers Endgame. But
0: That's crazy. Obviously,
2: a different theatrical landscape. When I talked to my grandmother know, months ago, she said The Sound of Music was in theaters for like eight months in Des Moines. And then... After that was Dr. Chivago for another six months. So for like a year and a half, it was just I was those gonna two say, it was literally it was just like the best picture top two that year. Yeah. That's all you guys got That's that's kind of what it was back then. So I was like, Well, obviously Endgame is on Disney Plus within a couple months, so things are a little different now. But but uh, so the problem with Chivago is it's a great movie, but it it's the whole Lawrence Arabia team back together. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing the same level work. Even though, obviously, yeah. you can't replicate Lawrence Arabia. But it's like, they're all doing A-tier work, but not S-tier. So you're just sitting there, you're like, man, this is really good, but it's not Arabia, so I don't know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, the, and the problem is, Dr. Vago is not an interesting character compared to Lawrence uh, T. Lawrence. Nor is Omar Sharif as good as Hero Tool, but it's like, again, who is? But, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just crazy... That Oscar book we have, Dave. I wish it would have covered this year because it is The Sound of Music and Doctor Chivago up against each other that year. Both, you know, made a bajillion dollars. Both got nominated for ten Oscars. Both won five. Both swept the Golden Globes. It was literally just like those two movies were all that existed it's, it's that just, year. It's literally at every. I look at the other nominees there that like they don't exist. Nothing else matters that year. So,
0: what's your preference of that too?
2: i would say chicago i thought i saw sound of music i think 2020 because it was on disney plus at that time and i was like well i'd like to watch it (laughs) so and i'd like to watch it again and that's why actually it's um uh uh uh, the bigger movie in terms of legacy because it played on television every year it's like Mm -hmm. it's like it's a wonderful life but people had actually already seen sound of music so they're like i'll watch it again like my mom says like oh yeah i saw the sound of music like Fifteen years in a row. It's was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, it's
1: always like right before holiday too. They would always. Yeah. They still do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's still on like ABC.
3: I have,
0: to, I have to get Christmas. on that. I've never seen *Shyvago*.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely uh, hard sound. I'm definitely hard leaning sound of music in regards well, to this because *Shyvago* like pretty much the exact same thing. Like, it's very, very yeah. good, but yeah, for the rewatchability, especially compared to *Lawrence*, which. Yeah. for a 3
2: hour 40 movie to be rewatchable is quite a testament. So, yeah.
3: It's well, def-
2: the problem problem, Dave, is tonight I'm going to rewatch a certain other movie about the Russian Revolution called Reds because I really <laughs> want to watch it. And uh, and I this it's the exact same somewhat plot line as Dr. Chicago, but obviously Reds is from the American perspective to a point and then is Russian, so I don't know. You could watch That's it. That's a fun movie. But to you see you yeah, because I was like, I haven't rewatched, I haven't seen Red since like twenty seventeen or whatever, and now we've been talking about it a bunch. I was like, you yeah, know, I want to rewatch that.
0: I so, can't wait for your five star glowing review.
2: I will have it. Right now <laughs> it's four and a half, so it could get up to five. There's also a mission there.
0: Awesome. And
2: a, much, a much, Oh yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say anything else.
2: Much smaller movie. I watched. Talk to me. It doesn't come out till next mm. Friday or this Friday. I guess five days from now. It was pretty good. It's really well made for a for a first time horror movie. The, the theatrical experience, where the bone crunching, the nasty gore and mm-hmm. going on, some of the cinematography is very good. So I was I was impressed by it. I especially after seeing you know two behemoth, no three behemoth movies in a row. This was a nice ninety minute small screen adventure.
0: for so, sure. Um, I, I liked it for me uh, a lot, but not as much as usual. Uh, I. When on a Pacino binge, just to get ready for next week, rewatched we All Day Afternoon, still great. Which rewatched Serpico, still amazing. Uh, rewatched Carlito's Way, still fun. Scarface, which we'll talk about next week. The delightful Cruising, which I can't wait for Hunter to see one day, just to see what his reaction would be to Cruising I, and Will and I've, Freakin, seen the,
2: I've seen the I've seen the clip where he gets slapped, so you know that's all the context I need
0: for sure. Uh. What else? Uh, oh, Heat. Masterpiece will always really? be a masterpiece.
3: I,
2: I know we're going to make the comparison during Oppenheimer about JFK, but have you seen Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday?
0: I don't really like that movie. What? Yeah. I think that's oh, one of – my. I, I actually think that's one of Pacino's most underrated, oh, overrated movies. <sighs> Yeah. That's
2: Pacino going, like, hey, Oliver Stone, you're high on cocaine. I'm going to get on that stuff, too. And it's like, I'm still, tall, I'm like, still, po- fun. I'm
0: still positive. I'm still three stars on it, but I think it's okay. everyone, I mean, a lot I'm, of people like I'm that three movie. And a half.
2: I'm not saying it's some great masterpiece, but it's really good. I think it's so much fun. It's a fun, stupid, movie,
0: so movie. Jack will laugh. I get very distracted with bad hair in movies, as Jack knows. Pacino's hair and fucking any given Sunday is abysmal, so it's very distracting.
3: It's just, <laughs> just,
1: it's just his hair; it's not anything. I'm...
0: But I also don't—I don't really like. That's a good conversation. I'm going to rewatch it this week just to see if if yeah. it goes up okay. at all.
2: Um, Again, I'm not going to—I'm not heralding as a masterpiece, and obviously you've seen it, so you know. But I think it's for football season, especially coming up. It's fun.
0: Perfect timing. Uh, Donnie Brasco, really, really. Really like Donnie Brasco. Um, I think it's one of Pacino's most vulnerable performances, especially how you feel about Lefty by the end of the movie. Uh, Sea of Love, very unknown Pacino movie from 1989 where he plays a cop with um, John Goodman. It's fine. It's not that's not never te- heard of this movie, not too yeah. terrible likewise sea of, sea of
2: love who's the love interest then?
0: uh not an actress that it's it felt like they couldn't get kim basinger so they just got fill in the blank blonde for sea of love mm. uh isn't there one with him with michelle pfeiffer yes frankie and johnny i like frankie and johnny okay uh, okay this is one i think will be up both your alley and justice for all 19 19- I Yeah, it's yeah, I'd it's like to watch it. It's really good. Pacino's very very good in that movie. Uh obviously did the Jim Carrey thing, uh Liar Liar, rewatch Man on the Moon, Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine. Um because of Oppenheimer, I saw Fat Man and Little Boy, the first mm. Oppenheimer movie, and it's like the coke zero of Oppenheimer stories. It's not, you know, it does what it does I mean, for the time. Paul Newman's Paul Newman, a- so
2: it's a it's a just studio budget or studio movie, mid-budget movie from the 80s. So it's like, yeah, it's it's fine, you know.
0: And then um this one's for Jack from the director of Grizzly. I saw Day of the Animals, which is, means that there is not just a giant grizzly bear, the the entire animal species is attacking humans throughout this 97-minute movie starring Leslie Nielsen. So Oh, I'm in. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, that's all okay, I needed Leslie. to say.
1: You already had me at the everything but Dr. Rumack yeah, that. What, 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 when did it come out?
0: 1977. Okay, so it's
1: year like... after Grizzly,
0: I think. Yes, it did. Yeah. Okay,
1: so they were just rushing to give him that next chapter. He
0: he <laughs> died right after this. Oh wow! Yeah, he died. In, <laughs> the director died in a helicopter crash at like 30 something years oh, old. Right. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and and then I started it, but I did want to mention it because what we're about to talk about. Uh, I am currently an hour and a half into the. Three and a half hour version of JFK. Um, okay, good.
2: good. El- yeah, I, it was between that and Reds for tonight's rewatch for me, and JFK will be next week because I'm seeing Oppenheimer next Friday again. You see, so. I'll,
1: I'll I'll go on and put you guys on uh, alert. I it it is been in my it has been on my mentality, and I'm gonna be watching it soon. But closing work as much as I have been having at the time to so you, keep your did, eyes. Yeah. You've, I it in the box.
0: you've never seen it, right? No.
1: It's, it's, and, and, Oppenhe- and Oppenheimer made me like really want to go back and look at it. So. Five
0: stars or nothing else from you, Renault. Five stars That's or true. nothing. And
2: else. then after that, you can watch Nixon, which is actually more closer to Oppenheimer than JFK is because Nixon gets some really sh- weird shit going on in that movie <laughs> in terms mm-hmm. of the framing device. Not mm-hmm. as good as JFK,
0: but it's still N- really good. Nix- I, Nixon. Doesn't I'm not huge on Nixon, but uh, I see the I'm, I see again, the similarities I, there too to Oppenheimer. the the,
2: the framing is because Nixon starts to the end and has like it, it cuts between all the different timelines kind of at once, kind of like Oppenheimer. Well, and yeah. also that. I
0: guess and also JFK does this, is, I think JFK does the same. Does too. JFK does the same thing of tri- and then um, but you're gonna love JFK, Bruno. The best yeah. Mount yeah. Rushmore. I've said this for years. One scene, Steeler, Donald Sutherland not, is... Not even,
2: it's, it's a it's mountain. Like, he gets his own mountain. He gets dude, Crazy Horse. He gets his you, You're now
0: fucking ready for Donald Sutherland in this movie. Uh, it's yeah. 10 minutes, right, Hunter? Like, tops? 10 minutes? It's probably like 5 minutes,
2: but it feels like 10 minutes in a good way. In the good way, because you're like, man, this guy's just Cooking.
3: Cooking. <laughs> Again. and uh, it's,
0: st-
2: it's still on max right
0: yeah so you'd get the regular version no, not the deep. not the three and a half but you're fine I'm
2: gonna start with I, the one I, that they saw in the I, universe, uh, yeah. I honestly don't know what the difference is between the two of them because there's so many scenes I can't keep track of what's new and what's not because <laughs> it's like there's a thousand scenes you add a thousand and ten now it's like I don't know
0: it's the what if version of if silence of the lambs wasn't there JFK sweeps that season I don't think anything beats. Or if Oliver
2: Stone hadn't already won two Oscars, yeah. I guess it's
0: it's his best movie for me. I would have given
2: him. I would have given him his third Oscar, but I know that's not how it would work. So. I
0: concur. I would have. Would you have split if you had to split?
2: I mean, personally, I would have just given JFK everything. Me but too. Me too. Obviously, nothing wrong with science of the lambs. So like, I, I have. I'm not looking back on like, damn, really could have. Like, yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, right now we just got to um. Kevin Bacon, where I'm at right now. So uh-huh. Kevin Bacon is pretty good in that movie. Yeah. He's he's really good. In and if we look at, we're gonna talk about Oppenheimer first now. But like, if you look at Oppenheimer with the cast, JFK is like who's who. Every scene mm-hmm. you're seeing someone oh, yeah. new in that movie. You're just like, oh is shit, Jack Lemmon
2: yeah, Walter Matthau. Walter has Matthau. Like Thirty seconds. Thirty <laughs> seconds. He's in the movie. Literally.
0: But then he's like, oh, killing it. One scene on a plane, Jack, with Walter Matthau and Kevin oh, yeah. Costner. He and doesn't even just stand like, up. He just sits there. Chef's kiss, my friend. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, we can talk about now Oppenheimer and uh, Barbie. We'll start with Oppenheimer. Um, It's very, 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 very good. Like, insanely good. Uh, I saw it on 70mm IMAX at Lincoln Square in New York City. It is one of the most like, insanely enthralling IMAX experiences I've ever had. Um, the film was ripping in the worst possible places in the movie, though. Uh, that's the biggest deterrent in terms of my experience watching it the first time. But I was fully enthralled. I think this is... Dark Knight remains my favorite Nolan film, but I think this is him pretty much... At his best, putting all the pieces together. I think it's his best screenplay, his best direction. Um, character work wise, I think it's some of the most engaging out of any Nolan movie I've ever seen. Uh, Killian, I mean, I, it's a too maybe too subtle for a win, but I, God, man, he's so incredible in this. Um, Robert Downey Jr., as much as I love the Marvel stuff, uh, it's great to see him with the shackles off, just to see him cook mm-hmm. the way he's cooking, cause, a lot of people that had seen it, that I warned them about RDJ, they're like, oh, for like two hours, they're like, what is Dave talking about? And then that third hour hits, and you're just like,
2: "Yeah,
0: boom, boom, boom.
2: So when so you remember, outside, he's not just Iron Man. like, He's incredibly captivating to watch just as a performer.
0: I 100% you know? agree. I,
2: Iron Man capitalizes on that, but this is him going like, you know, guys, I'm not just Iron Man
0: here. The sound design, I know his, his sound design gets critiqued a lot, I think pretty much the best i've seen from him i
2: was just happy i was like i can hear everything it's mm-hmm. all good i'm like perfect i don't need it to be ear shatteringly loud to get the idea
0: love score uh, i know it's early but can we just call it a day already on that
2: <laughs> i mean we gotta wait for hans i was gonna say if if dudes if dudes push then Bring out the fanfares, yeah,
0: yeah. That's gonna be. A... To think
2: of what, yeah. What would be number, yeah. What's even number two at this moment? Like, who did Lugo like even replace? So, uh, what if if
0: we don't have, um, Hanzi, I mean, it's not gonna win, okay. but I do think the best score of the year outside of that for me, my favorite is probably Spider Verse. If I listen to that score often, the Spider Verse score is really really good. Yeah. Outside of that, but it's not competition to Ludwig, so it's, it's... no.
2: The only only one that I've Scene that I'm predicting with an asterisk is the zone of interest, which has a magnificent mm. score, but it maybe totals less than 15 minutes of the score. Wow. Like it's very small, but it's it's all killer, no filler. But when you compare it to Ludwig's score, which is two hours long, it's like well, mm-hmm. how and does I, that
0: work. And I do think like this follows Nolan's trajectory of like uh, dissecting like the f- the frail and like imperfect lead with Oppenheimer and I think that dissection does well. And of course, for me like the movie is just about not just Oppenheimer but the whole the whole ideologies of like government and government greed and how government and human beings are basically we're all killing ourselves. We're basically self-destructing ourselves. And yeah, I mean, I'll let you guys cook cuz I have a lot more to say, but Jack go for it.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I was surprised I watched it on Friday because didn't leave work till mad late the night before. But I managed to wake up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see Oppenheimer. And mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan, honestly, has never been like one of my all time favorite directors. He's one that like I obviously respect and admire quite a bit, but never one whose movies are like constantly in my like rewatch rotation None have really like stood out, but this one might be the one to do it. Mm, I freaking yeah. love this. The three hours – I mean, three hours is three hours, so you're going to feel it regardless in a theater. But, I mean, the first two hours, just, you know, the constant dread of knowing what's coming and what he does to convey that dread works so well for me. And then, you know, the final hour of it, the whole – courtroom procedural of it all was on first watch I, it, it was really really good but last night at the end like when i was done with everything i needed to do at work i went back and rewatched basically everything from like 30 seconds left mm-hmm. on the trinity countdown until the end okay. um so that's the
3: favorite part of the movie yeah everything at los too.
1: alamos for me was probably my my favorite in the movie but yeah. rewatching the the back hour, um, like you said, Dave, it just completely wowed me, especially in terms of uh, R D J. Um, but yeah, no, this might be my new favorite Christopher Nolan movie. I might, I might sleep, I might sleep on it. Might give it another full rewatch, but this is definitely the most I've thought about a movie that he's made. I can definitely say in my case,
0: it's the first movie I saw this year. That I said, yeah, this could win Best Picture.
1: This to me feels like we we have already mentioned this. Like it, this kind of reminds me of um, like Wes Anderson with Graham Budapest, where Oscar, where it's kind of just like an amalgamation of like everything great that he does, and then mm-hmm. and then some. Like you you know we've all, we've talked, Dave, that Nolan kind of has had this pattern of you know the one for you, one for yeah. me. This kind of feels like it's both at the same time. I
0: agree. I'd... So I. I
1: think that also just like really really like healthy overall just like how well this movie plays it's rewatchable it's inform. it's informative and it's just a lot of things at once and i freaking
0: loved it and hunter i know to to preface like hunter is the hardest critic out all hunter, of us. so, so to hunter see so point. to see four and a half <laughs> yeah. from hunter like i can imagine he was quite oh, overwhelmed yeah. by it
2: well, it showed in my letterboxd you where it says like number 31 in 100 favorite movies ever, which I, uh, yeah, like, and that's still four and a half. So maybe there's a problem there, I guess. But yeah, no, we did the Dark Knight podcast last week. I ranked all of Christopher Nolan's films on my website and I'm like, well, shit, all that's now out of date because now Oppenheimer's number one. It, it all, all that's, so I have to do a re-new ranking when the next Christopher Nolan movie comes out. And I've already bought my ticket to watch this movie again on Friday because i Really, really, obviously, it's it's like JFK where there's way too much to dissect and handle all in one sitting. But it's good to be that lost in the in the material because it's so interesting. So that one, I love that it it is like because I, I feel contractual obvious to mention, it's like Spielberg's Lincoln movie
3: where it's yeah. a biopic
2: that <laughs> just gives you a slice of a character's life. We don't get child Oppenheimer. We barely get young Oppenheimer. We mostly just get those couple years in the middle there. I mean, I guess we go into the fifties as well, so we get a but we get that like that piece that slices life, and you pretty much just understand them on a conceptual, emotional level. It is not a biopic that needs to tell you everything, a cause and effect of it all, like the musician biopics we've been getting, like you know the Bob Barley biopic that's coming up that I'm like, looks boring as hell. So yeah, and obviously in terms of production value, I think it's his, one of his best movies. I, you know, as a person who loves history, just I love that this movie's making eighty million dollars in its opening weekend. People are wanting to talk about it. So I absolutely loved it. I will be surprised if anything beats it this year. as my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I think... maybe maybe Kills of Flower Moon* mm-hmm. could put up a good fight. I don't want to ever doubt Scorsese, of course, but that or *Napoleon*, maybe, but. Ridley Scott's never, you know, made a, I wouldn't say absolute, absolute masterpiece like this one could be. So, but obviously, very looking for that. And in two historical movies, those two are. So, you know, you just—it's a real good crowd.
0: You just offended Jack when you said Scott has never made a masterpiece.
2: Well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, like Alien is a masterpiece, <laughs> and I think um, uh, historical. I can understand that. No, I'm I to I'm think of you. like. Besides Alien, uh, this is one thing I always say. I don't think Ridley Scott is anyone's favorite director, or even maybe top three director, but he's made some absolute that, bangers.
1: That's funny. Yeah, exactly. Like I would never. Like I would probably never be like, yeah, Ridley Scott's one of like my favorite directors,
2: despite Alien and Blade Runner both being like in my top yeah. thirty
1: of all time. So. That, that's
2: that's kind of what it is for him, because like Scorsese could do it because people just absolutely love the man, and they should. Mm-hmm. And same with Christopher Nolan because he's got such a fan base. But like Ridley Scott doesn't have that passion behind him even though he just churns out great movie i mean the man's 85 and he's pulling out this three-hour napoleon movie i'm like yes this is why we need to we needed to solve the de, the solve aging right now because ridley scott and martin scorsese and steven spielberg are getting a little too old for my taste here and we need to preserve these men for another eternity
0: I concur. Oh, something we didn't mention before when we went to Barbie. I think this is Nolan's. I know people may go at me for, oh, well, we have Inception. I think this is Nolan's best ending. The final five minutes of this movie are fucking phenomenal. Especially, yeah mm-hmm. Like, just a whole. I knew we were going to get it. I just didn't know the context of when we were going to get it. Like, what Oppie and Albert Einstein were talking about. And when we finally oh, get yeah. it at the end, yeah, it's yeah. just like, all right. That's
2: like, that's that's the little the little plug in the beginning of the movie where it's like, ooh, that's the, the Chekhov's gun you want to if you want to call it like that's gonna come back to. See. And,
1: and, and then the yeah, not to
2: mention like
1: we we, I, we already touched we I, we touched on this a little bit before the pod, but I do think it's his best written movie. There are some yeah. there are some lines of dialogue that have just like stuck with me since I saw it, and one of the biggest being the maybe the coldest line in the movie right before that scene, it's uh, RDJ's like assistant or whatever. He's like, yeah, maybe they were
2: talking about something actually important. (laughs) It's just like, "Ooh, (laughs) dunk. (laughs) I think it is in terms of Nolan, like I said, on the dark Knight, where it's Nolan, I think he makes grand spectacles on no other level. No one can beat him in that. And it's the same with his writing where I think the writing of Inception on a grand level is great. But I think they tally. there's like 300 questions asked in that movie. And it gets a little repetitive after some moments. This movie doesn't have that because the questions are all exciting. And it's not defining what's actually happening. It's Well, it kind of is. But it's defining the characters, not the rules of the world. And the same with the, the fight choreography in The Dark Knight and Inception, where I kind of said it's not the greatest. This movie has no fights in it. It's just <laughs> one grand spectacle. And, of course, Nolan delivers it beyond anyone else could have done so that's it was this was the movie that's like a historical movie no fight scene the sounds better and it's based on a book it's like oh all the things that could be a problem Nolan movie is just gone it's perfect
0: and even the conversations that people have and i got into a very i want to say heated debate but just a strong conversation with someone about the whole writing of women in his films and i do think for nolan i think I can't say flow flow was kind of wasted. I will say that, but I think Emily Blunt is really solid, and she gets that scene in the third act that kind of just puts it over the top for me in terms of me really liking her in the movie.
2: well, mm-hmm. the one thing is it was said before all of the uh parts of the movie that are in color are from Oppenheimer's point of view. There are no scenes or if there are, where people are in a room without Oppenheimer. he is in every single color scene. Pretty much, like 99 point something nine. There's no scene where Matt Damon talks with other army guys. There's no scene where the scientists mm-hmm. have a meeting behind Oppenheimer's back. You don't see. There is no scene that is not from Oppenheimer's point of view. So you only get the, the women from his point of view. And to Oppenheimer, the work was anything. There was nothing else besides the work. He just doesn't talk about anything really else besides the bomb, his mind, what he's thinking about. So it is, yes, Christopher Nolan writing women. It's not a strong suit. And I don't think this movie is some... Uh, erasure of that claim, but there is a reason to why these women, or any character for this matter, supporting character isn't some prominent figure because no one was a prominent figure in his life besides himself.
0: Yeah, I. I but of course, her. the
2: first scene, the first scene—no one spoiler—the first sex scene between Florence Pugh and Oppenheimer is Christopher Nolan to a T. It's kind of funny, yeah. honestly. It's a bit yeah. of a parody, I almost we, think. You can't but...
1: confirm for listeners who might be on TikTok or social media, it is not 15 minutes long, so... You don't...
2: No, you nor did it I ever believe that. I was <laughs> like, there's no way Chris <laughs> Nolan would 15 minutes But it is, I think, almost... I don't want to say, because we can't, but like, it is a parody of what a Chris Nolan sex scene would be. It's kind of funny, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. It truly is. But, you know, it's, it's what it is. Yeah, I think it is. It, it's... Within the, the context of the movie, I wouldn't, you know, go against it. The same with, you know, the treatment of the, the Japanese people in this movie. Oppenheimer never saw Japan before the bomb. He never – he just saw the images afterwards. There was no – that's kind of the problem with him. Or not – that was his problem where he's like, well, I don't want to drop it, but what am I supposed to do, you know?
0: And I don't so think the movie – like, we talk – we listen to Robert Donnie Jr. in a third act talking uh, – Struz or Strauss talking about, like, oh, making – Oppenheimer a or martyr or whatever I don't think the movie does that I think the movie fully Encaptures like the Regret of the actual Accomplishment in itself And especially with know. the last line where we come Full circle there the last line Of the movie I think it kind of encaptures What Nolan is pretty much trying To say uh, he
2: was he was a bit of a narcissist and all that but he's also a man caught in a dilemma do you just yep. let the nazis make a bomb like obviously you can't mm-hmm. do that so you got to you got to unleash this weapon to do it for the right reasons but then like you said the, o- you the only way team, they'll, the, the only way they'll fear it is if they know or like whatever yeah. like the, the line and, was yeah and he was a little he, he was too optimistic in terms of what he thought would happen and then he saw the 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 what the bomb actually did to those cities and then you would think that people would be like well we'll never do that again well this is humanity so yep and so he was blindsided by his a little bit of vanity but also need to do it so
0: and before we move on to barbie i'm gonna bring up bring this up again when we talk about barbie so this feels like an across the board player 13 past 12 to 13 nominations like so right now in my mind i haven't really sat down and read everything down but just the top of my head i have picture director actor supporting actor supporting actress screenplay editing score production design cinematography sound vfx and if it does really well like you know everything every one just got that random nom i don't have it in yet but to make it an even 13 costumes so you have
2: Emily Blunt in
0: I think so okay. it's it's
2: going to be
1: it's
0: going to depend on how the year does
1: I was going to say like if this strike ends up pushing a lot of stuff out then I think that I think she's probably going to get in but it, but if we end up if we end up sticking with like the expected slate of the year I I do think she could get boxed out I
0: do think she can get boxed out the reason I have her in right now and obviously it's very very early it's because she is due just for a nom. So, mm, yeah. and if the that's movie real. does so as well she as we expected to, yeah. I don't think she's going to win. That's not what I'm saying, but just no. her getting in, I think Check, would be checking
1: the, the box. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Any, I think,
2: yeah, if, you know, if the movie overperforms and uh, more people drop off, there's definitely room for that. That's that's true. Yeah. So does universal mean, have anything else big no, that they're pushing. Okay. This oh. is it. Um, Wait, well, that's
0: Oscar probably. There's probably there's probably something big. Yeah. that's not. Oscar I mean, Jack, movie, I they do have the Super Mario movie. Okay. True. I was like, I was
2: like, some other <laughs> big movie there. but
0: obviously. I remember yeah, when so. I said in April this movie was gonna get an Oscar nomination, and some people laughed at me. And now I'm like, I think this is getting an animated I... feature now, man. That 1.3 billion dollar box office. They love getting I think those it's movies in. An
2: animated and... feature, probably. But there's also some movie called Frozen 2 that made a billion dollars. Oh, they got snubbed. I
1: forgot about that. Well done. And nobody really liked that
2: that that movie. movie. (laughs) I mean, they liked it, but they didn't really like it. Not like the
0: first one, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, yeah. We still got time. The only other one. I I know. I'm not. And nor nor do I watch all the animated movies, so I can't tell you personally. Because
0: honestly, I mean, I think Miyazaki's in, obviously. Uh, uh, Spider-Verse is going to win. And then. Oh, yeah. I
2: I, I have that one. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, same here. Chick, chicken run because hey you gotta get a netflix in there Aardman. and an ardman and then i have i i have wish because i'm like fuck, fuck it. it i don't know yeah, need I'm something yeah and, and it could it could be super mario and nor would I, I i wouldn't get like totally mad i i still look i gave super mario three and a half i was like that's yeah, fine it's whatever yeah, i don't i have I like not thought it. about it for i have not thought about it for one second since i saw it but like that's not the point of the movie like i saw so, it and
0: i'm like i can't wait to show Harley this like it's fine
2: little segue into Barbie
1: I suppose but there is the there is the uber possibility we have one of the most hilarious best song lineups in recent memory uh,
0: (laughs) great segue they
2: released released on YouTube so
0: so great segue viewers (laughs) great segue into Barbie Um, I gotta say this is one of the most refreshing box office weekends i've seen it in a long time yeah. just because yeah by barbie's ip but it's not the mm-hmm. ip that succeeds at yeah. the box office type um and as a superhero movie fan i think we needed this i think we needed this life this new fresh fresh meat kind of thing at the box office but the uh what these movies doing so well but barbie so i've seen this movie at this point four times um I saw it a very long time ago. I can actually say this freely now, um, and the cut that I saw on my press screening was not that different, actually, from what I. So, which shows confidence in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I so loved was it. it. A test screening then, I guess they were doing. Yeah, it it, yeah, I yeah. loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. I think, I think this movie is going to be, and I know it's very hyper. Speaking in hyperbole after one weekend, but seeing it with like a general crowd, especially like women, like my wife, mm-hmm. and she cried three times, like bald three times, just in s- specific scenes that I don't want to spoil that. I think every, you know, anyone that sees it may get emotional for, um, I think it's going to be a generational movie for like females. This movie is one of the funniest movies I I've, I've seen in a long time. It mm-hmm. it throws jabs at people like Hunter, myself and Jack, and I thought it was hilarious. What? Mm-hmm. I took it very personally.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nah, no.
2: I'm not that I'm like um, the the it's one not a moment. Man, you not know, a fan of the the, the Justice League's jab? <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm gonna shit
3: myself.
2: <laughs> like I watch this movie, I ain't gonna defend him. <laughs> shit. There's the other one where they're watching a movie on TV.
0: Yep, that's it. That's the one I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. With yeah, wait.
2: not that I'm that kind of person, but I'm like, well, you know. If you hadn't yeah. seen it, like that person deserves to be made fun
1: of. Because imagine talking over that movie. And, oh
2: yeah, and you're
1: that, not watching that,
2: it. I'm not that. I'm <laughs> like we are watching. We are watching that movie, but we are not saying anything because you have to listen the subtlety of yep. the
0: movie. I told <laughs> you before the movie. I told Jack I never thought that I would hear Robert Evans' name in a Barbie movie. <laughs> oh
2: yeah. Hey, yeah, he deserves
0: it for that movie for sure. Maybe but not for the rest of his life. But overall, like I think. The, I was scared for 15 minutes when they go to the Mattel office for the first time. Yeah. I I was wondering about that, knowing your certain thoughts on one of the stars. Yes. So I was very, very worried and I'm like, Oh no, please don't like do this Greta. And then once a certain scene happens after I'm like, okay, we're good. We're back in it. And then I was pretty much in the rest of the ride. I Uh, will say if if there's a movie that that,
1: if there's a movie where Will Ferrell's like kind of whole like shtick has worked best in recent memory it's probably this given like his role in the movie as like the CEO of a toy company so yeah,
0: I, he made I, me I... laugh more than more than he has in a very long time in this movie mm-hmm. just like and it was a very small things like this is a spoiler but it's not really like deterrent to the movie or anything Um, when they're trying to use the ID card and he drops it out
3: and yeah. he's like, we're never
0: going to get out of here. And it just opened. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we never needed it anyway. Yeah, that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, But overall, I mean, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling were chef's kiss. I mean, they're phenomenal. Mm. Um, One of my favorite Margot Robbie performances, to be honest. I think she captures... It was a very great comedic performance, but a great emotional performance. She balances the, the duality of that very well. Uh, But yeah, I mean, those are my initial thoughts. Jack, what do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I... I saw this movie immediately after Oppenheimer, like 245 packed crowd, which was very, very nice. And yeah, I mean, my audience just ate up this movie. We like everyone laughed. Uh, Everyone was just like, I I could tell that everyone leaving the theater was just like really impacted by the movie. And it's upsetting to see like, it, but it's also it also makes sense like some of the takes regarding this movie you know kind of validates the points that were being made in the first place so uh but i am just very a big fan of i mean margot robbie ryan gosling it's gonna be said so much but they were just lightning and lightning in a bottle michael Sarah, i love the casting of him yeah. mm-hmm. uh and then, yeah, I mean, when we, it was first kind of announced that, you know, it would be going to, when it, like, announced that, like, the turtle was going to take it, they'd go to the real world. Um, I was very happy with how they pulled it off and the extent at which they just kind of hammered it home, especially with the ending of it and kind of the ending of Margot's journey. Uh, and then, of course, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to get, like, a really nice ending. And then they hit that final line and just hit it right out of the park. Mm. And then cue ice spice and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <Racks>. <laughs> uh, but no, this yeah. is one that I'm definitely going to be going back to in uh, a few days. I'm sure. Um, and yeah, it's going to be you, you, like, the more we talk about it, the more and more, I'm sure it's going to be a big Oscar player. Like yeah, I, if it, if it doesn't like, if it doesn't win production design, I will be sad.
0: I'd be pissed. Not sad. I'd be furious.
1: No, like, yeah. I I mean, I was gonna say like Dune. It's gonna be hard because production design this year is gonna be a bloodbath of anything. But that that feels like the one. Like, if it's gonna win anything at all, probably production design. I'd say
0: we're gonna talk about Oscars in a second, but I do have another category. I think it it has a good shot for optics to win, but we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that in in a moment. Hunter, what Mm -hmm. about you? Thoughts?
2: I liked it. I don't think I loved it. Well, I, I said bigger quotes. I think it's Gruig's, again, bigger worst movie, even though it's a really good movie. So in terms of Lady Bird and Little Women, but like if this is somebody's worst movie, put them in the Hall of Fame, put them on yeah. Rushmore at the same time, basically what I'm saying. I think I is much better than any Barbie movie has any right to be like any, <laughs> any 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 IP movie, honestly, has a right to be honestly either that too. It's one of the funniest movies of the year, but I do think at some points it is just a little bit of just chicken soup, where it's like, I think I've heard this all before, and I think I've heard it a little bit better sometimes, but I don't think I've ever heard it this funny as well. It was a little bit, I said, like, um, in my review, and I've said it before, like, the triangle of sadness and Glass Onion, where it's like, I don't think there's anything real too original here, but I don't think anyone's ever said this as funny as they have. So for that reason alone, you get, you know, it's super fun to watch. Super fun to watch in a crowd. I think Ryan Gosling steals the show, but obviously he's a pure, pretty much comedic role, so like he's set up for that. Margot Robbie has the much more challenging role, and I think she nails it as well. So I think
3: mm-hmm.
2: both amazing. I like uh, the Will Ferrell character. I have the most problems with, but I not because of him, but I don't want to spoil because that would be just a spoiler for it. So mm. yeah. So there was a few. The supporting cast is really, really great. There's some few holes I had in it. But on the whole level, I thought it was a really good movie. I, I, I did greatly enjoy it watching it. And I was like, you know... This could have been pure crap, but I could have been like Greta Gerwig just sold out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. give her more bigger movies. Like, I have no interest whatsoever in Narnia at all. But I'm like, well, she is doing it, so maybe I probably should actually. She's
0: so. she's entering the, and I mean, I think she's there for us, but then I think she's going to enter that for like a wider scope of, oh, Greta Gerwig is making a movie, let's check it out type of deal. Mm-hmm. That's, and I'm, I'm
2: this is kind of my preface in my review where it's like, yeah, I would like to see her make, you know, st- Movies that she's more known for and stuff, but at the same time, we need smart people making big studio movies. And I'm like, well, good. We need. I want her to be making this. Same with you know, her and Christopher Nolan should not. True, Christopher Nolan should never make a James Bond movie. I never want him to make that. It would be. He should. But, be making if, but, but if he,
1: but if he made a James
2: Bond type movie. Yeah.
3: He did already.
1: Like he's
2: already made yeah, he's already uh, done yeah. that. He's already done that, but he should be making whatever he wants, make something original. I I know Oppenheimer's not original concept, but he should be making stuff like that. And mm. you know, Greta Gerwig is known for more indie movies, but like we need people like this to be making Again, Barbie's not original, but we need t- people taking these concepts and making something original out of them. And I'm very I, glad that she was able to do that. I mean, heck, like
1: is this kind of not a similar trajectory that Nolan
2: maybe
3: had? Yes, you know? oh, yeah. literally. I mean, it's, every, like... it's
2: every filmmaker. They start small, and then they make big movies. And, you know, it's, it's the, every big studio director's kind of had it. Like the Spielbergs, the Scorseses, they all started small and made personal movies, and now they're making still personal movies on a huge budget. Same as Barbie. There's obviously connection, personal connection to it on a $100 million budget.
0: And R- I do Oppenheimer think... Oppenheimer
2: is basically the most perfect Christopher Nolan figure to do a biopic of.
0: Agreed. It, it is. Yeah. I do think studios are going to take the wrong lessons from yeah. this
2: gi joe movie coming next yeah once once i heard the mattel was like oh we're gonna start raiding our toy closet i was like okay like now you're now you've already made me bummed i was enjoying this movie now i'm bummed because you... i know this is this is no one's gonna you like, can't, we need can't not to make everyone's more... gonna replicate Say like yeah. we need to make more of these,
1: but not more of these in the way that we think. And
0: Hunter yeah. nailed it. Like this could have been so bad because I literally think about because when I was writing my review, I wanted to touch on the history of it and the fact that this could have been an Amy Schumer movie, and it could have been probably one of the worst yeah. movies of the year.
2: It's it's that where this this is the Iron Man we'll say of the Mattel universe. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't believe that the Mattel will be as consistent as the MCU. And obviously, we've seen the MCU; it doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, it's not the same anymore. I'm like. And the, at least the superheroes, I have a connection to them, and it's not like when you give me like the Monopoly movie or the Slinky <laughs> movie, I'm already, I already, I'm like, okay, this is stupid. Like if you give me the Thor movie, the Cat America, at least there's a story there. There's comic book history. There is no history of these board games. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're already got me on a, a a bad mood, basically. So
0: for sure, it's um,
2: it's either make Greta Gerwig your Zack Snyder because she'll be better, and we'll just say- let her oversee the universe. Then, okay, fine. Or like a, a Greta Gerwig, like, Candyland adventure
0: movie? I'd be down. <laughs> she, why not?
2: She she would be able to do it. I trust her to do that. I do not trust 99% of filmmakers, though, to do that.
0: I I kind of love the – I saw a clip from Letterboxd where she talks about all the movies that inspired uh, mm-hmm. yeah. this movie. And obviously, uh, we're going to talk about one in a, in a little bit with The Truman Show. I kind of love that she throws Pee-wee's Big Adventure out there because I'm such a I mean, fan of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. yeah.
2: <laughs> I could see the Tim Burton version of this, the modern-day Tim Burton, unfortunately, mm, the, yeah. the not-good the the not good version, Tim Burton version of this movie. And it would be garish to look at. And, like, for a movie with all this pink and just fakeness for the story, of course, it looks great. So it, I'll see that.
0: Which, good so, segue yeah. to Oscar. Um, so for me, again, top of the head. I've really sat and thought about it. Uh I added in my year in advance predictions for picture. Nothing's changing after this weekend because of uh, the critical reviews. It's actually an 80s on Metacritic as well, which is phenomenal for a movie like this. And most importantly, we the box office. This is going to be a juggernaut. So I think the box office is going to help the way it helps certain like that helped Top Gun Maverick last year to get to get up there with uh, into best picture. I think this is going to fall in the same uh, <laughs> stratosphere director i'm not sure we'll see it just depends where the whole rest of the year turns actor i mean actress yes supporting actor absolutely. fucking lootly um i hope <laughs> the uh screenplay and this is where i think it could pull off the w even though it's gonna be very very hard but they 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 owe her <laughs> like I they owe her, and, and you get Bond back in the in the mix too. And you so, so you get you get both of them their Oscars. I th- we have a long way to go, obviously, but I think there's a world where that happens. We can, you know,
2: so if Scorsese, Nolan, Denis
0: Villeneuve, yeah, no, no, I am not saying I I am not saying it's chump change.
2: What what You're what, right what am I correctly. supposed to say too? We haven't seen half of exactly. movies, so why well, well, I, you know, what am I saying? The, the
0: the I mentioned optics. Can you imagine a world where like. Greta wins her Oscar, and she beat Martin Scorsese, Christopher Nolan, Denis Villeneuve. It kind of optics-wise, it actually
3: yeah.
0: just you know we
2: we'll see. Just given, it li- given it for a little, could have given it for Little Women, like we should have, you know. But you know, whatever.
0: Um, that's you know a masterpiece of a screenplay. Ironically, that's my third on the four <laughs> Gerwig movies. It progressively goes down well, every time I watch the, it. The to be the, honest. the one she co-directed doesn't count. It's that still one, four stars. No, I mean Lady Bird is still four stars to me. It's not like it's like hot garbage or anything like that she hasn't made a bad movie. So
2: Well, that's the thing. Yeah, the the what what what's the one she the first one she made with Swanberg always nights and weekends something Talking like that. I don't remember. Some,
0: Yeah, it's, it's not good.
2: It's no, nor would I. I don't really count it because it's not a solo directing. So you know, night and weekends. But yeah,
0: night and weekends.
2: I was, okay, I got it right. It was
0: like it was some something at and. I was like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I mentioned screenplay, production design, original mm-hmm. song. It has it has a chance to do the La La Land of getting two in, depending on how weak the lineup is, because the Billie Eilish song yeah. is incredible and plays in a perfect part of the movie. Yeah, and then I'm Ken. It's like come on man music it's it's
2: such a it's such a joke song though do you know know. i
0: I think i'm i think i'm like 75 percent sure that van halen had i think they assisted in that song
1: i did okay no i thursday night i don't know I, i saw barbie friday thursday night when i was cleaning theaters i'm pretty sure i actually did see van halen in the credits and i was just like what could they have possibly done for this movie so you know, get Ryan Gosling on stage, throw Eddie Van Halen oh my up there, God, too, do dude. some tapping.
0: Dude, so good, so good.
1: Followed <laughs> by Jack
0: Black. <laughs> um, do you VFX? Um, you know, I promise, minimal. So,
1: it's subtle, it's, like I mean, it's subtle. The stuff that there is that works, like, I like you know, b- like Barbie coming stuff, out right. of the dream house at the beginning, and like the whole kind of like doll, like how you like use dolls and like their movement and all that kind of stuff. I like that. Um
0: Yeah. And of course uh costume, but, Cost- but
1: VFX will be hard because there'll be a couple yeah. best picture contenders and then you yeah. know there's always those blockbusters that And uh-huh. show up there and only You there. mentioned
0: production That costume and production design are my two like it needs to win those two and then I don't oh, yeah. care what yeah. it does the rest just, of the
2: night. It just it just depends what Dune does, basically, because I think that one both costume production is no Cruella one. Cruella, yeah. Costumes and that uh, was a
0: sweeper. Yeah. The way I so I think this could be. Yeah. This feels like once it wins one, it's gonna. It's I think it's gonna run the gambit costume wise. Mm-hmm. I I mean mm-hmm. killers maybe is the only other composition in Dune costumes like that's coming I mean, out like, the rest of the year. Priscilla Yeah, like maybe. Mm- Priscilla Not competition, but I think
1: I think Waka could get nominated. So, oh, but I do think man. I do think Barbie will probably Barbie's probably yeah. got though those two those two wins seem to like go together. Sometimes I've noticed production and costume design. Like I think Gatsby won them both.
0: Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah. am I am I the old I I don't know if Hunter does because he was lesser than we were. Do you have it in picture right now, Jack?
1: I oh sorry, I do. Yeah, I, it's okay. like my ten. I think I, I've got Spider Verse and Barbie at the bottom. That's I think my nine. The biggest, and, my those nine are and the ten. biggest wild cards,
2: yeah. But
0: uh, and Hunter, what about you? I, 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 yeah, go ahead.
2: I have it at number nine right now. Maybe ten. I think might push it down, but obviously there's still one, two, three, five movies above it that no one has seen yet, so mm-hmm. movement will happen. Um, and if the, and if those no, get pushed, then I think Barbie pushed. Will and yeah. or has there ever been a case where all that? eight movies i predict right now of all gonna all perfectly gonna mm-hmm. be good and best picture worthy no obviously is their son and bardo in my three and four last year that's <laughs>
0: i'll ask you guys so this like Do you, gonna fall apart. out of the movies that haven't come out yet what are you most concerned about i have sure. mine i have mine but i'm sure. curious like you.
1: Are, are you referring to oscar hopes that or thi- like... it
0: may be this year's the sun
2: Hmm. Ooh, um, bad, maybe
0: bad. not as bad, but concerning. Yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. Of it, it'll
2: just, it'll just bomb. One I'm not worried about. I'm just super curious about now. that The expectations are so high. Is Saltburn by Emerald Fennell? Oh,
3: yeah. Only because
2: I have that one for a lot. Not that it couldn't be good. Obviously, it probably will be. But like the cast on that is huge. The now that she's an Oscar winner, the exp the bar is so much higher. You can't be the new promising a woman where it just comes out of nowhere. And also, obviously, Promising Woman is a good movie. COVID really helped that movie. That would not be an Oscar player if it was a regular year, compared to yeah, you know, what, love, it, what, it, love, what it what it got. <laughs> so I'm it's a good it did, movie. Yeah. I I think it's good, but it, you know, it's it was so that one I'm most curious for. It's like number five in my best picture right now. But I'm like, well, we'll see, because that's not going to be some replication. That's just going to be easy.
0: And Jack, what about you? Oh.
1: Hmm. I mean, I, I mean like the holdovers is in a lot of like be, like I'm seeing that in a lot of best picture slots. Um and like I still think it'll like perform good, but I could also maybe see the scenario that it maybe ends up being like a like a 75%er on like Rotten Tomatoes and maybe just ends up getting like a lone screenplay or Paul Giamatti ends up being the only horse because I mean outside of those, like Maybe costumes since it's a, since it's like a yeah. period
2: piece, like 20th century. But I, I don't yeah. know. That one I have, I have divine join Randolph really high in supporting actress, like her and Lily Gladstone neck, neck, ish. So, but like again, I haven't seen the movie. Haven't seen. So. Yeah. I'm, bas- I'm basing this on a two minute trailer, or well, I guess three minute trailers. The, <laughs> so, the
0: holdovers <laughs> feels like this year's 13 Lives. Tested oh, really. I'll w- be better than that.
2: Tested be well. They paid $30 million for this movie. They'll push it. It's Focus features. Pull, pull Amazon, Amazon, Amazon doesn't know what the hell they're doing, so that's why I'm sort of worried for Saltburn as well. They don't know what the heck they're doing. And then for I, me, I think Paul's probably pretty safe to get in, I will say. So. Alexander Payne is also the weirdest man to have three Best Director nominations. So Seriously. like, <laughs> They like him. They like him somehow. I don't know how he has three Best Director nominations.
0: And then for me, it's uh, Next Goal wins, Maestro, and... Uh... Ferrari are my biggest concerns well and I love Michael Mann but I
2: it's also I don't have a concern about Ferrari because I'm like well it's Michael Mann yeah I
0: guess you're right yeah I
2: like I like him it's just like I actually don't have it at all getting Oscar nominated at all but like Neon definitely helped by buying it but one, Mexico wins I don't think I have a single nomination either
0: I actually have it maybe nine with the Right now, in my initial yeah. first first round of stuff, but uh, yeah, show is the biggest one for me, like the biggest concern. Well, well yeah.
2: I guess I can't, I can't say anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't
2: want to say anything, but yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know what you mean. So um, that's why I'm not, I can't refute anything because I'm like, well,
0: yeah, yeah, um, more
2: evidence. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But moral of the story is that Barbenheimer was a complete success, and oh yeah, I am hoping that uh, studios take the right lessons. But we know how studios work, and they probably will not. And we're gonna well, have we're,
2: we're seeing how studios work right now with the yeah, strike. Yeah, we're, we're seeing it. So I'm not. There's no trust
0: for sure. Um. So yeah, let's get to one of the movies that inspired Barbie, which is The Truman Show, celebrating its 25th anniversary. Uh wow, time flies. Um, this is a movie in terms as we get into our first viewing that I actually saw. You guys are too young for this, but I saw this in '99 on pay per view. Like, well, you just paid two wow. or three dollars. It's essentially renting it on Amazon right now. You would just rent it yeah, yeah, on pay per view. Yeah. You watch okay. it. Um, I liked it, but as I've grown older, I kind of, I didn't really know much as at that age, but I found like an appreciate, such an appreciation where it predicts the falseness of reality television, like stuff like Big Brother, Survivor, like Jersey Shore, mm-hmm. like all this stuff that came in the 2000s, 2010s. I feel like the Truman show predicted it so well. Um, I also think it captures what eventually becomes the power of social media when it comes to, like, Truman's life inspires audiences around the world as we see, like, certain influencers be such a crucial, I guess, hero to a lot of people, whether for good or bad. Um I do think in similar fashion, artists, actors, anyone with a platform is stirred by the perception of social media's is- Uh, reception of them today and reactionary tweets and posts come from audience reaction thanks to social media so yeah those are my initial thoughts on the movie jack what about you yeah this
1: was one that i didn't come to until a few years back i've always been a big big jim carrey fan but you know that was more like ace ventura the mask dumb and dumber you know those but I mean, this might be his best performance. I, mean, I think there's two definite contenders. Oh, it's, it's, Jack!
0: I, sorry to cut you off. Breaking news: Barbie has opened at three hundred and thirty-seven million dollars world. Yeah,
1: yeah that Ooh. that one seventy. If 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 people are driving from from like twi- like four or five times as many populated cities to come to like my smaller city to see the movie then yeah, that that, that checks
0: mm-hmm. out. What's yep. Oppenheimer? Uh, did, do we
1: have that? What happened? Do you, you have the Oppenheimer number? Or? Worldwide
0: is 170... 170 mm-hmm. one uh believe 170. Yeah, 175. Yeah, it checks out. Did, did, okay, now I gotta be
2: myself. Did they play the Napoleon trailer in front of Oppenheimer? They did not, no. They did not, no. Not Why not? Like, it's, it's a perfect <laughs> one-to-one ratio. Pretty much. Oh, like, Play the Kills the Flower Moon. Play the Napoleon True. We need these movies to be making money, guys. I,
1: I didn't get killers for either movie, which made me sad. I mean, I, I've heard because I've heard it play in other theaters uh, where I
2: work. Yeah. It, like it should be it.
0: Like, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry to come cut on
1: you Apple. After. Come on, yeah, Apple. Yeah. Get your shit together. <laughs>
2: um, but
1: yeah, no. Uh, so this movie, kind of like what you were saying, it's just. We're gonna have a lot, I think, to talk about with like what's aged the best because I think this is just kind of one of those movies that really weirdly kind of almost was like like a prophecy in some ways for like today. Like you were mentioning with like social media and just kind of like the role of like I'll, I'll go into some of the, some of this stuff later because I want to say I want to save it, but yeah, no, this movie has just aged really really well maybe one of the best aged movies that we've covered just in terms of like the concept um and then for me I, it's also just kind of somewhat nostalgic because where they filmed this movie um uh, seaside beach in florida i've actually been there a few times so getting to see like the neighborhood uh, it's much more touristy now than how it was in the movie but like the whole kind of like structure of it all is similar so it was also kind of a nice like time capsule for me in that regard but no, I just think that Peter Weir, honestly, really underrated director. Just looking at mm-hmm. uh, his overall like scope of things, and it's sad that like he doesn't have as much of like name recognition as he deserves, given the number of great stuff he's directed.
0: For sure, and yeah. Hunter, this is your first time, right?
2: Yeah, I finished it twelve hours ago. We'll say that. That's yeah. honestly when I finished it because I had I with the busy week of the other new movies and the other big movies. This one. I was like, oh, I'll watch it Thursday. And then at that point, it had been like six days in a row I watched the movie. I was like, oh, I need a break. And then it became last night. I was like, oh, I got to get on this.
3: Because,
2: <clears throat> yeah, this is a movie that, it, again, had been on my watch list forever and I had not seen it. So I was glad that Barbie was coming out and we were going to cover the podcast because I need excuses to see movies that have been on my watch list for five years. So, And I greatly enjoyed this movie. It is one of those movies it flew by for an hour and 40 minutes uh, mm-hmm. thanks to... The concept obviously jim carrey is one of the most charismatic and just watchable performers when he's when he's you know he's got also the biggest i think high and low where it's like bad jim carrey is really bad but really good jim carrey is like
3: mm-hmm. like this and
2: other movies where it's just flawless stuff so where it's like just movie stardom at like its best so yeah i you know loved it i've not loved it i'll say that to myself, but i really 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 liked it so
0: Awesome. So yeah, so moving on to the production of the movie. The movie, as Jack mentioned, was directed by Peter Weir, ran by Andrew Nic- Nic- Nickel. Uh, Nickel completed a one page film treatment titled The Malcolm Show in 19, 19- May 1991. The original draft was more in tone of a science fiction thriller was the story set in New York City. Uh, Nickel said, I think everyone questioned the authenticity of their lives at a certain point. It's like when kiss, kids ask if they're adopted. In the fall of 93, producer Scott Rudin purchased a script for $1 million. Uh, Paramount Pictures agreed to distribute. Part of the deal called for Nickel to make his directing debut, uh, though Paramount executives felt the estimated $80 million budget was actually too high. Can you imagine that? Like this $80 million budget is like, eh, too high. Well.
2: I mean, $80 million then is like one hundred and fifty almost now.
0: So True. This
2: is pretty um, high for a for truly original movie.
0: Paramount wanted to go with an A-list director, paying Nickel extra money to step aside. Brian De Palma was under negotiations to direct before he left. Uh, United Talent Agency in March 94. Glad he left not i
2: mean brian brian de palma is like a surveillance movie by brian de palma be fun but not in this show yeah. i don't think it would, <laughs> i don't think he would be pulling it off but like he could do the crazy camera work and all that it'd be kind of interesting
0: so some of the other directors before peter weir signed up in 95 were tim burton mm. <laughs> yeah
1: concept wise it makes sense but he could this, uh, this is tim
2: burton in would... a better period but
3: this it's is also yeah, like, yeah this i is don't
2: know wood. this is
0: yeah i was gonna say yeah. post ed wood i, w- I wouldn't have minded <laughs> Sam, it, it, he could've he could have done it. Sam Raimi.
2: Hmm. He could have done it. It's yeah. he could do some weird stuff as well. He could be fun with it. I don't
0: Ter-
2: like it wouldn't be as good, but he could do it.
0: Terry Gilliam.
2: Yeah. Again, that would, I, I, that, I think that would actually really work. Uh
0: yeah. Barry Sonnenfeld?
2: Sure. He hot was, off the of men in black. <laughs> get get Shorty as well. Not yeah. not the same type of movie, but get Shorty's amazing.
0: Uh so. Sp- Spielberg.
2: I think they just said, ah, "Wow, well,
0: Spielberg." Yeah, uh, we should get know, him. And, like, I don't think he was right.
2: like the director's version of Robert Redford in the seventies.
1: It's like, well, it would be mean of us not to offer the role to yeah, a like,
0: And my favorite choice that did not happen, Mr. David Cronenberg.
2: Oh my god! Well, be... But at the same time, I do all these. Sorry, I, I... Lynch, I was just oh, like, <laughs> I was like, that's uh, like, yeah, <laughs> that would
0: that be something would be I, something I, I, always, that
2: would be, I go like oh brian De Palma would be great timber would be fine but like peter weir if someone said oh yeah peter weir i'd be like yeah okay i'd be like okay i guess sure he's a good director but like it's the thing like it's not an instant mash material but he nails it
0: yeah mm-hmm. and it's fun weir is responsible for cha- shifting the tone to be more lighthearted and funnier yeah. because he felt that the script was too dark. And he declared when Nico had it depressing, I could make a light. It could convince audiences they could watch the show in this scope 24 seven, which he was a hundred percent. Uh, there were 16 drafts of this script before we are considered the script ready for filming. Uh, in 95, Carrie uh, signed to start after, um, pretty much blowing up in 94 with the mask and ace ventura uh it took a while to get started because he had the cable guy and liar liar so by the time he did this movie he was maybe the biggest star in the world
2: oh yeah definitely was in terms of like just could lead a movie
0: filming took place from december 96 to april 98 so it was an extensive shoot um and cgi one of the early uses of CGI was used to create the upper halves of some of the larger buildings in the downtown area of the movie. Uh, the movie was released on June 1st, 1998 in LA and June 5th here in the, in the rest of the country. Budget 60 million. The movie made 264 million dollars. Hooray for original movies making money like this.
1: Yeah. Still, still nice. not even, and still not even in the top 10 of its year, too.
0: Crazy.
2: crazy,
1: um yeah.
0: Right, now we got a, what was ninety well, eight. Yep, I oh, Armageddon.
2: Go- God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> not, I know it's Armageddon so, is number so we're one. Still, I say, so God damn it!
0: Do you have it? Do you have it, Jack? Or do you want me to? Do no, I, 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 just,
2: I just I, I know Armageddon it. is number Hold one. Here, yeah. Okay, I, I, I do not know. I just know Armageddon is number one. That's why I hate yeah, it. it, just because it is. Okay.
0: So the highest grossing movie of nineteen ninety eight is not Armageddon. Well, are you looking
2: worldwide or domestic? Worldwide. I'm
0: looking. I'm, I'm on Box Office Mojo, and you are missing a movie that opened in December well, 1997. I, it, oh, shut that the doesn't fuck count. Up. That it's, doesn't count. It's still listed I, as number I, I one. Don't it care. I don't in care. Six hundred. So I'm not t- <laughs> six hundred million dollars. It made in. 98. I don't
2: count the Force Awakens as the top gross movie 2016. <laughs> I don't care. It's not. Doesn't count.
0: All right, go for it, Jack. Armageddon at one,
1: David oh, yeah, Private Right at two. Okay. Yeah,
2: what's uh, three? Zero is, um, is is it like a Bugs Life ninety eight, isn't that? That's five. It's... Okay, okay. Yeah. It's
0: very obvious one you're missing. that released in any comedy, uh Hunter. I
1: I'd, I'd be amazed if he guesses this. Is... 98 comedy it's not comedy. it's not one of the yeah. first comedies you'd think of be like oh yeah that's a top five t- score of its
2: year i'm trying to think of like uh the golden globes that year is it it's, no home alone's too early i am gonna like be like oh duh i should have got that
0: there's something about not Mary.
2: The, it's not it's not yep. It's not, oh, I I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, it's you said Golden Cage, Globes so. and I was like, he's right there.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: It's not about Mary. Yeah. I the Fairly brothers, they they don't exist in my mind. So <laughs>
1: Uh and then Let's Bugs see. Life, Deep Impact, Milan, Doctor Doolittle, Shakespeare Love at Nine, Lead the Weapon Four mm-hmm. at ten.
2: So it wasn't uh, even in the top ten. Doctor Doolittle. Made... Good 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 Freddie Murphy, I guess. That was a movie <laughs> yeah. I had on VHS. Couldn't tell you what happens. Couldn't tell you if it's good, but I did watch it as a kid.
0: For sure. Uh, we <laughs> move on to Maestro's Corner, where some of the, uh, the score was composed by... Well, some of the score was composed by Burkhard Delwitz. Uh, he, he was hired after Weir received a tape of his work while uh, in Australia for post-production, but some of the score uh, was composed by Philip Glass. Uh, I like the score. Nothing...
2: It's, 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 I think it should have gotten an Oscar nomination.
1: Agreed. I well, think... it, it's tough. Cause like, we'll, well, I'll talk more about it when we get to Maurice Jarre, but like some of the music is also pulled from other movies. That's like the fi, the the Philip Glass contributions, I'm pretty sure were a lot pulled from other movies. So like my wow, favorite man. pieces in the movie, I can't exactly say like, that's why I, I I would argue for it if they weren't, but a lot of my favorite pieces weren't original,
2: so there oh, I
1: didn't put it in my hypothetical Oscars the, for later. But the the, very
2: uh, the good. piece when he crashes into the wall and starts and he starts setting the steps that is a brilliant piece of music. Up mm-hmm. I think it's one of the top ones. It's it's ends the movie on an absolute high note. But I I don't, now you mentioned like, well, is it original? I hope it is because I I get so pissed when I remember Arrival. And the 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 main oh, the Max, piece of rival the on the nature. That on the nature daylight is not original to the movie. Where I'm like. Well, that's the whole goddamn movie is that piece of music. That's not original, so I can't it's nominate you. How
1: how I felt learning Godfather was disqualified from original score.
2: That's I was just like dang, how yeah. could we yeah. done this? <laughs> yeah, how could we let this happen? Who was in charge here? Who would have let this happen? Yeah. And then you, men- again, you mentioned
0: mention the Oscar. We go to the trophy room where this was nominated for three Oscars. Original screenplay, supporting actor, director and yeah.
2: It's, it's the problem with 98 is one of my favorite Best Picture years just because it is straight-up historical movies. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> and I love yeah. that, but it is one of those where, like, this is Oscar 101 stuff where it's like Oscar bait where you have Shakespeare in Love, Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, The Thin Red Line. If you're not in World War Two or Elizabethan Times, you're not getting nominated this year.
0: Mm-mm. I Man, did Jim Carrey I, I like not. it for that,
2: but I – but it's yeah. It's I think the Jim Carrey
0: one is the one that the picture one, whatever, man. I, I it's the Jim Carrey one that really gets me. Well, yeah, yeah. Really annoying. It's, it's the
2: problem where I have not seen Life Is Beautiful, so I have to admit that. But when you have Roberto Benini winning, you're like, how good of a year really is it? But but like Tom Hanks is there, Edward Norton for American History X, Ian McKellen, God's and Monsters. Those are great performances. I've not seen Affliction mm-hmm. either, so Nick Nolte, I don't know. Yeah. So I would I would make it
1: seven and throw Laura Linney and supporting actress two, cool. as well as a cinematography nomination. Yeah, yeah so, Some, some of like the, some of the convo shots when like Truman's just like talking it's... with random people, like the yeah. kind of higher I'm... angle. Those are yeah. really cool. And then obviously was... everything at the end. Is and
0: production just, design.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, Khan yeah. literally used the fi-
2: the final scene as their poster one year.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah.
2: That was, that was uh, last, year. last year. Last year. I had five. I... I did have that poster and I broke it on the way home, but whatever. Tough. The problem with cinematography aside is the same with those Best Picture movies where they're big,
3: studio, mm-hmm. prestigious,
2: <laughs> I don't want to call them, like handsomely mounted. So they're all getting nominated for Best Cinematography. It's like, it's it's not, I don't want to say, the problem this way, it's the cinematography looks weird, but it for the purposes of the movie, it looks fantastic, or this could have been a crappy looking surveillance kind of movie but it looks amazing the shots they get all of these weird angles it's perfect
0: yeah i'm with but you
2: when you have private ryan and thin red line and all that there it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to it's it's the same thing of this year oppenheimer dune and kills the flower movie just gonna be like we'll just put them all in every category yeah. so it's just like well have fun everyone else you're gonna have really yeah. struggling just to get in instead that- of this year where I think... every movie was getting eight nominations, but then there was no space for anything else.
0: BAFTA and the Globe, actually the Globes, I think got it the best. Uh... Which is so weird. The Globes put this in drama.
2: It's so weird. Like it is yeah. a drama. But you could easily make this a comedy in the Globes. And
0: easily it would have. And
2: Carrie would have cleaned. <laughs> well, he,
1: still, he still well, won. He won drama. He won drama. Did yeah.
2: Oh. He... Yeah.
1: What
0: happened at
2: the Oscar? Yeah, that's what I'm exactly. saying. It's, it's so weird that they put Truman's show in drama and he won. And then they put Man of the Moon in comedy and he won. He won. You should Honestly, Man of the Moon is more of a drama than a comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's but like and then this is more comedy than drama. It's so it's,
0: support. That would have been
2: crazy to be an Oscar like like us fall the Oscar race where it's like, oh, Jim Carrey, he's killing it. And it's like, nah, he's not getting in though.
0: It's like, okay, I guess that doesn't the, make sense. The Globes actually, I mean, they awarded, they gave it to Carrey. They gave him actor. They gave Ed Harris a supporting actor, and they won score at the Globes.
2: Okay, well, the Globe score is always a weird category, I guess. But mm. I mean, good on them. Good on them. Not uh, going with John Williams, kind of crazy.
0: Ed Harris won MBR for supporting actor. Uh, and it was nominated for WGA, and then BAFTA had a whole bunch of noms there. AFI, my favorite. It was nominated in two thousand uh, for the update, in two thousand six for the one hundred years, one hundred cheers. Uh, and that's cheers. Ah, they're just making <laughs> shit up now. <laughs> league, there's so many made of us. What's age the best um, reality TV? Yeah, yeah. This is a prophecy movie. Product placement.
2: Well, I don't like product placement, but at least this—it's this, this everywhere. Isn't, this, wouldn't be the, this wouldn't be the one that upsets David Lynch. I'll say that this wouldn't be the one where he would yell about it.
0: Social media gaslighting.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, people are
2: describing terrible things. I hate I, all these things. Well, age the best. <laughs> oh, they're
0: terrible, but it's not. It's oh, age yeah, the best it, because it's prevalent now. Like it's. Oh yeah.
2: No, it's the thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jim Carrey's reputation as an actor.
2: Yeah, Man of the Moon does some damage because he's just a maniac doing. Oh that my god, movie. I
0: love him in that movie.
2: No, he's great in the movie, but like the backstage part of it oh, kind of yes, made yes, him a yes. bit of a. You started. People were starting to get a little less loving of him. We're like, oh, this guy's kind of crazy, and then he delivers a great performance. And then after this, it's a little hit or miss. Like I mean, Eternal Sunshine, he's
0: phenomenal. In, yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll let you cook, Jack. What do you got?
1: Um. Well, I mean, I'll just start. I think this is probably one of the great elevator pitches for any movie, just like the bare bones concept of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> YouTube sponsor plugs. You <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> Just Just interu- interrupting, a, interrupting a statement to randomly advertise some product. Can I, can I ask yeah, you, yeah. since
0: you brought it up, is your favorite the Laura Lin- Linney in the kitchen when she's like keeps talking about that that product?
3: Mm-hmm. The like cocoa. the the, the coco thing. Yeah, thing yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's uh,
3: crazy she's
2: got the crazy eyes as well she's like oh shit oh shit oh shit
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's funny it's hilarious
1: um i think the na- <laughs> truman burbank is honestly one of my favorite movie na- like movie character ah, names just that. has an unre- unreal ring to it yeah. uh Post TV episode recap podcast. I
2: right when I saw that, (laughs) he was like True 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 Talk. I was like, Oh god, the Talking Dead all over again. Oh no!
1: Once I saw that, that like I created my what's age like. I I usually watch the movie and have like my doc next to me and like kind of just like Mm -hmm. create like the sections as I go. I saw that and that was when I started my what's age the best section that came up and I was like, Oh well, there we go. Uh, and then yeah, I mean, just the what I I I don't know what the list is, what my actual list is, but in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night is among my favorite movie quotes ever, especially Mm -hmm. the final use of it, and yeah, it's also just damn high on my favorite movie endings ever. It's like oh, I'm always like on the verge of like tears, but then the the dude in the bath just starts like. Smashing the water and then I just start laughing And it completely yeah. breaks the ocean But yeah No the finale is just like one of the most Cheer worthy Kind of moments and Yeah the final like I don't even know where I'd say Like 20 minutes or so is just
2: Unreal
0: I concur and, uh, yeah. what about you Hunter
2: uh, One of the I said the cinematography and the editing Of the movie where you see at the camera's like every single shot, there's a camera somewhere you're looking for and you see it, but you can also believe this world where he wouldn't notice it at all, so it's both the seamless fakeness of it, because like when the guy's holding the trash can, there's a camera on the trash can, ever so slightly, and on the fence post, there's some cameras and on, they're pushing them, they're moving them into certain areas of the town where there's more coverage, it's really fun and just a nice visual exercise to see where they are and how it could be a fake world, but also be perceived as real, so I think that's A brilliant use of it by peter weir and i do think the ending is one of the best of it's like kind of having its cake and eat it too where it's like it's emotional he's free to this world but they don't really give him a happy they give him the happy ending but not the satisfaction like oh he's in the real world and it's all good where he's like you you know if he goes in the real world he's gonna have trust issues for life yeah that he is the most famous person in the history of the world basically at this point so like there's nowhere you can go you are the new Taylor Swift of this world. You cannot go anywhere. <laughs>
3: the,
2: you're like the, like, the, like Michael Jordan, right? he said in the last dance, like he could not go a single place without being swarmed by people. That's true. And he will never have a normal life now. And he's also mentally now fucked up, you would think. So it's one of those where the movie doesn't, you would think it's like, oh, it's a cop out. It doesn't show that. But I was like, you you understand that. And I think the movie kind of sells it as well that about that. So
0: For sure. That's uh, what I really
2: loved about that. What? And maybe uh, it doesn't show Ed Harris till like an hour and five minutes in the movie. I mean, we get the very, very, very beginning of the movie where he's shown up. But like he does not show up in the movie until like there's forty minutes left in this movie. Gotta love, crazy, gotta
0: love like that interview when he has where the with a I don't know the report the report no where the reporter is interviewing oh, him. I really yeah. like that scene.
2: Um, he's he's- that, that was the supporting actor scene for me. I was like, he's killing it right now. Same. Yeah.
0: Uh what's age the worst? Jim Carrey's awards resume? <laughs> My yeah, guy, man. I mean, like, should he have the I mean, well, Three?
2: H H H the best in terms of like people were considering him for awards and like, you know and he was being heralded as this great actor, but I guess not the Oscars. But like everywhere else he was, the globe's very much <laughs> Even even though they were their star sluts, but like they still appreciated him for what he was doing.
0: It's interesting because looking at like the three where I think he should have gotten in with this *Man in the Moon*, uh, this and then uh, *Sunshine*. *Sunshine* is even like the most blasphemous because it won an Oscar.
2: I think the problem is that one is Kate Winslet is the more. I mean, she got nominated. Mm-hmm. The other two, mm-hmm. he is like the, the star focus, front and yeah. center. He is the one and. Obviously, still, Ed Harris still got in, I guess. But, like, obviously, Sunshine is a two-hander more. And, yeah. Did, so Man, on the moon, gotten in.
1: did Man on the Moon get anything at the Oscars, like, screenplay?
0: I don't remember. I'd have to look that you up. Don't. Not, that was, I don't Was think so. that was that,
3: 99?
0: that movie, 99. I think that movie wasn't as loved as it is now. I know a lot of people that really like it. And now I'm one of those. It's, I really like Man on the Moon. But I, when it first came out, it wasn't really, I think it was kind of
2: well, it's just, more it's just disappointing. Yeah. That's yeah. all it is. And the end for ending... for Emil Scherman biopic, it's really just a. I think it's a big disappointment. No, I got no Oscar nominations. Yeah, but damn. he got he won a
0: Golden Globe. Uh, mm-hmm. Wearing a fedora while gardening. Hmm. Yeah, that's the fifth, the ideal fifties kind of stuff going <laughs> yeah. on there. And then I I, li- yeah. I I know he's acting as this person, but man, Marlon is just a really terrible person. <laughs> I just hate the character <laughs> of Marlon.
2: Well, the, this. It's 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 that scene where he's like, I wouldn't lie to you. And you can see in his mm-hmm. eyes that he's like, I'm a bad person. I am a terrible person for doing this. And that's a great scene because of that. For sure. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much else
0: on there. Jack, what do you got here?
2: Yeah, I, I only put one thing, and it was a
1: quote. The first child to be adopted by a corporation. <laughs> so they, <laughs> oh, so they, just, they just didn't that. watch
2: Citizen Kane. Do
0: <laughs> uh, you, Hunter, do you have anything here?
2: Uh, the only one, these aren't real, but like a, appointment television where a TV show is really bad Yeah, that's of the good. Culture. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, obviously, Game of Thrones kind of did that with, uh, and in succession, mildly, I see. Like, you know, people talk about in our circles and stuff, but like, in terms of you see people just glue the television. Oh, the water shows,
1: cooler like. shows, yeah. Yeah, like the water cooler shows. Because it's like
2: that never happens. There's no mashes anymore. There's no mm-hmm. uh, friends, basically. There's nothing like that. And I said, um, Uh, the media being a villain well that's just that's just regular nature nowadays that's not a a plot or it's like tiktok everyone's on tiktok now that you don't need to you know camera to watch me i think i don't know if you mentioned like free guy i think he's the absolute worst way to do this movie
3: yeah worst way yeah so
2: it feels so corporate you know apply. There's no personality in that movie. I think it is a terrible, 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 terrible movie. So, it's one of those things where you add Jim Carrey to it, and then where you have Free Guy, where there's, he's in a world people are commenting on it, like they kind of are in this movie, but it's just so... When you have video gamers and Twitch stars talking, it's so nasty. I think that is a... I just had to talk about that movie.
0: That movie's awful. Um, Shout out to Luke. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> it, does he like it? <laughs> Yeah. I think I'm three. Ooh. I don't I don't love it. It's okay. just whatever to me. Uh I I uh, Joe Spinell, that guy award. I I I hope this isn't blasphemous for like our PTA uh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm no, no,
1: no. sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's Philip that's Baker mine. Hall. That's fine. I was oh, thinking good. i we're on the okay, same I'm, boat here. I,
1: okay, I thought you were gonna be like, no, that's Philip Baker Hall guys. It's like sorry, no, no, he, no. he's he's he gondoli. <laughs>
2: No, I, no, he is mine as well for that reason. Where he he's he was brilliant in that era for playing characters that either didn't have a name or he just shows up for a couple minutes, and
0: he's perfect. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I was. I I put this down. I'm like, oh, Hunter's gonna assassinate no, 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 me.
2: No,
0: no, no, no. Um, no I, I for the same reason. I was like, hey, Philip
2: Philip Baker Hall in another banger in the '90s. This man was on fire.
0: Um, Al Martino Castle Ward. I Actually, pretty love much love every. Of I, I not, will
2: say it's not a big past is the problem yeah not, and, not the problem but like you know I mean we'll kind of go into this later
1: it's it's not miscast because I think this person did great but there was one casting alternate that was discussed prior to the movie that I was like I think I'm, i might have liked this performance oh more. I
0: think we may be talking about this in a moment
1: do you want me to save it or uh, do you save it, drop it? S- okay. save it yeah okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Um, oh, I
2: I didn't have anyone because then I'll just I'll just take your guys's answer then. I didn't have anyone because I was like I don't think anyone's like bad in the movie or missed cast I, mm-hmm. so, um, I don't think so.
0: Hunter kind of spoiled it for me. Maurice Shaw music moment is exactly the one he said as soon as yeah. he hits the wall. Yeah,
2: when he hits the and, wall, that's. So, I mean, I think I think Jim Carrey's on one there where he's, he doesn't even say anything for like three minutes straight. He's just reacting and walking the stairs. Like, who the who am I? Yeah. it's it's. It's great stuff.
1: Yeah, I I will say that music was previous. That was Philip Glass's music damn there it. at the end. Damn it was it, it was originally damn used it. in Mishima: A Life in Four Chapters. God damn it! okay. I do want to watch that movie. Okay, okay, I'm referring. Oh, maybe it's a different song. But I'm the song that I'm referring to is after that final line and like the very end of the movie, like when he actually oh, like, no, Yeah. But like right before, I think that is original. So a little
2: bit of both. Well, yeah. well, let me. I'll, I'll. I'm gonna look it up because now I have to be. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna but... say
1: that, that. I think that scene had two pieces, so it might have been one and one. But yeah. No. The final like five minutes, like both pieces. Yeah.
0: Our so, Black Toronto Guy Award for the cooking with small amount of scenes. Oh, boy. I, I may not. I. I don't think you guys will have this. I just kind of really dug everything you did in like the small screen. I really dug Paul Giamatti in this.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was my sixth man in the film where it's like, hey, if if he was good at his job, Truman would still be in the world. <laughs> so, he's good on Paul Gimani for being a real friend out there.
0: Um, yeah. Do you have anyone here, Jack, or was it the same thing?
2: It was just, It was the same. I was considering,
1: like – like, kind of another definition for, like, that guy, I guess, would be, like, if you, like, point at someone and be like, oh, it's you. Like, that was me with Paul Giamatti. Like, I always forget that he's in this. And then he pops up. Because, like, he doesn't say anything for a bit. And then he actually opens his mouth. And I'm like, oh, wait, I know who you are.
0: <laughs> Speaking of, like, Black Turtle Guy Award, I going back to Oppenheimer real quick, is it Gary Oldman? Because, like,
2: I don't My I God. Mean, it's, <laughs> I Because it's, it's true to... The, the character he plays I mean, yeah. he nails it that one um,
0: <laughs> I, Thomas, think it's, I think it's yeah Thomas Mitchell supporting actor award Uh, here I win Ed Harris I think Ed Harris is phenomenal and well, the supporting actor dom kind of supports yeah.
2: that I mean it's either Ed Harris or Marlon who's basically your oh. two options so I'm like well it's gonna be Ed Harris he's killing it
0: and then e- Icebox MVP of the film it's Jim Carrey like for me like not even close
2: Okay, yeah. so the song at the end of the movie is from from the score. It is original. It's not a Philip Glass song, but it is. Okay, okay. We get, okay. I can so raise this... the score. Oh,
1: oh, okay, okay. So then I get it's, it's just... after it's after the in case I don't see uh, that it goes into Mishi. Yeah, that's that's think, okay. yeah,
2: that's when they, they That was what I was referring. To, that's that's my to music new moment. One.
1: So okay. Oh, okay, and
0: then Honestly, you're. Honestly,
1: I think it's Andrew Nichol. I I, I Ooh, think like. Jim hot Harry, take. Jim Carrey I mean yeah. obviously he's right there but I mean like Jim Carrey obviously does so much but like this is like I think probably one of the best screenplays of the last 25 years I think uh, um, yeah. just in terms of like how it's like outlandish at first but like you know as time has gone on it's you know aged very 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 well uh, and I definitely like it's served as such an influence to a lot of stuff already and i think it's going to continue to do so um so yeah i think just for like the uniqueness of the plot and how well it all works i've got him and then obviously jim carrey is like like a quarter step down in like the in like the rankings
0: and this is why he didn't get nominated for an oscar because thoughts like that jack yeah
1: I'm could, sorry, could. but if it makes you feel better, I would have voted for Andrew Nickel to win the Oscar.
2: So <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> who won the original screen say, who I don't
1: what original was it?
2: Um Uh oh okay. God okay. stupid I'm IMDB alphabetizing this. Oh uh Shakespeare in Love won.
0: Which? Yeah. yeah. Trippy
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Shakespeare Love is well written, but yeah, I wouldn't give an Oscar, I guess. And,
0: and then yours is Jim Carrey too, right, Hunter?
2: Yeah, but could yeah. you give Peter Weir it because he was responsible for most of the script changes? Honestly, because well, the script was way darker before. That's that's actually true. Peter Weir stepped up. Consider that good try, but like obviously it it, it had to start somewhere from Andrew Nichol, and He nails it.
0: So uh, Ebert and Siskel apologized to Carry On Air because of his. Uh, they thought that he would never be a successful drama drama actor, which is kudos for them for actually admitting that they were wrong there. No, uh, yeah that. that well, I, gotta say that's one of the things i love about them they some people
1: dog on critics i don't know why for changing their opinions about things because apparently we're supposed to be right immediately but i mean what would be the point of rewatching movies otherwise i mean i'm of the belief that um the best movies can essentially mean different things to you like every decade of your life you know going Mm -hmm. back to it and how you take away different things as you grow up and all of that. And I mean, not to mention in their case, I mean, Carrie just had had a chance to shine. And now that he had that chance, I'm, sh- I-, I didn't mention it earlier, but Roger Ebert four out of four for the Truman show. So I'm
0: yeah. sure
2: it was a very yeah.
1: heartfelt apology.
2: Yeah. Good.
0: And then, uh, Hunter wanted this change last week. So I made the change this week. No more peaks and valley. We're now doing Mount Rushmore. Uh, I just wanted only a better good.
2: definition of what it was. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Now, was, I, was, I was getting confused. Now it's the like. most
0: simplistic thing we could possibly do, the good. Is this on go. the that's Mount my, Rushmore? That's my
2: contribution. I'm dumbing things down for us.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's what I'd help with. So some of the ones that I have, Jim Carrey, absolutely, I think, Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. uh, reality TV in movies, Mount Rushmore. Bad Friends, you guys probably would disagree there. I just really hate Marlon. Um,
1: he's not a he's
2: not
0: a <laughs> terrible friend.
1: I I will say I I'm He's a good at,
2: actor. Look, true. Yeah, looking
1: true. into the looking into the like post production you, you might have this for fun facts later, but there was a bit, apparently, that apparently his character wasn't as fleshed out as it was initially written, and that there was gonna be a moment where he sees Truman escaping, but chooses not to say anything oh. about it. And so I, I do think that's actually like a good kind of like through line and end part for his character. And I would have loved to see it at, there at the end, honestly.
0: Awesome. And then uh, your Mount Rushmore is here, Jack.
1: Oh, um, well, you got you kind of, or I would say fictional TV series finales. I, we all, we talked earlier about, uh, just like how this movie will kind of like pose a lot of like questions for the viewers to think about. Something that I thought about this time around, just like a little thought. I wonder what it was like for like the 29 year viewers, you know, because they said mm-hmm. that the Truman Show has been going on for 30 years and I'm like, dang, there must have been people that just grew up with it and what like the ending of that show must have meant to them. Yeah.
2: Uh, I Also, it's, it's like that must have been the most boring show ever. ever. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> like, that's a lot it's like a soap opera it's like there's a lot of filler there I'm just what do you think the ratings
0: the were what do you think the ratings were when Truman's just sleeping
1: wait let's do the Enough, math let's let's do the math so let's say a movie takes place in like 96 97 so then 30 years prior like 67 I'm trying to think of the big TV events around that time that siphoned oh, viewers Ma- from the, truman, Ma- show. Mash, Mash yeah, and the Mash. truman show
2: were going at it <laughs> uh, at the end well i guess friends was friends that debuted 94 so it yeah, wasn't friend, biting, friend, I guess.
1: friends got the truman
2: show audience it ended like immediately <laughs> yeah the best nbc com- used the truman show to lead into friends and at that this and point Seinfeld, the- we're like oh
0: the best comparison you can make in terms of like reality tv now with this show in terms of long lasting you mentioned 30 years it's probably survivor
1: yeah survivor is about oh as old as i am and about as old as this movie is yeah. coming up on 25 years um,
0: anything else on yeah. your end jack
1: i uh, know you touched on the others
0: really all right what about you hunter anything that sticks in your mount rushmore here
2: well uh, Fiji tourism advertising. This movie makes you want to go to Fiji, of course. Um, one thing I had was Peter Weir as a kind of the Ridley Scott, I guess, where he's like he's nobody's favorite director. And he hasn't made any masterpieces like Ridley Scott, but like you know, you look at Peter Weir's filmography, it's like, damn, this guy was actually like really good that no one talks about, and he's still alive too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. He just got his honorary Oscar last year, so you know good on him yeah master commander witness the truman show dead um, dead poet society that dead, dead, dead poet society uh, another,
1: another another incredible stuff. moment of peter weir giving a, a comedian the
2: chance to you know touche cook yeah um
0: uh, all right yeah. cool so let's he's,
2: fin- he's bringing harrison ford into the oscar conversation and i do you know, love witness robert williams so mm-hmm. uh, good yeah you know, peter weir uh um, so respect on his name
0: Let's finish up with some facts here. So we have Ed Harris and Jim Carrey never met during filming, which is
2: makes,
1: understandable.
0: Makes
3: sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: according or to th- I
2: think Ed Harris would like Jim Carrey. Ed Harris seems like a pretty
0: <laughs> serious guy. Yeah. He
2: seems like a pretty just like serious guy, like he doesn't want any funny business and Jim Carrey is the ultimate funny business getting a little annoying sometimes so like him and Tommy Lee Jones never works so I don't think it Harris would work either
0: according to a 2008 new york times article psychologist psychologists i can't even speak right now in britain and the us reported a number of people experiencing truman syndrome or the Truman Show Delusion. The belief that they are unw- the unwitting star of their own reality T V show. Reportedly many afflicted specifically mentioned at the film mention the film in therapy. More recently, in twenty thirteen, the detailed account of one Ohio student who suffered for years from the Truman Show Delusion was documented in the New York magazine article Unreality Star. Pretty wild stuff there. Um,
1: a hard name for a for an article of a reality star.
0: <laughs> every <laughs> every every street name in Sea Haven refers to a movie actor. Lancaster Square Barrymore Road uh, all of the cast members are likewise named after stars. Meryl Marlon Lauren Who's Kirk Angela playing, you know. yeah. Or even
1: the yeah the
0: real one. People mm-hmm. uh, on the set were forbidden from uttering phrases from Jim Carrey's past movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, good like,
0: cause that would been annoying
1: so yeah imagine like Peter Weird directing Carrie like through his ass like a la Ace Ventura yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, when yeah. I, I mentioned the Cisco and Eber thing before when they reviewed the movie uh, they not only gave it the two thumbs up they gave the on air apology after saying on their Ace Ventura pet detective review that he would never have a career that would be successful
2: good uh, I L- L- love Raj, but yeah, you can hold that L.
0: <laughs> and I think this yeah, is... You, you review 10,000 movies. every. There's going to be smells in there. This is the, I think, what Jack was talking about. Dennis Hopper was originally cast as Kristoff. Uh, I, okay. I was waiting.
2: I, would... I was like, when was this, the casting thing? I forgot mm-hmm. you, you mentioned it. Yeah. And yeah. this is
0: where the thing you yeah. said, Hunter, comes in. Because he, rep- mm-hmm. uh, he went on to, to be an EdTV in a supporting role, Dennis Hopper. Wow.
1: again that's why i didn't want to put it in miscast because i thought ed harris was good but it was a case of like i think i would have liked dennis hopper just as much honestly i i like i mean we mostly see him like at least what i know like frank booth you know but i do think i do think he could have like that like kind of like almost like nurturing kind of quality that he like gives truman there at the end Mm -hmm. um And just kind of have, like, that stoic
2: personality throughout the movie. So he would have been good. See, I Yeah, because when I hear Dennis Hopper, I think a little – not crazy, but a little more unhinged compared Mm -hmm. to Ed Harris, who's just very calm and commanding. Where, like, Ed Harris is completely in command of the situation for 30 years, I guess. I'm honestly
0: just sitting here thinking of him in Blue Velvet right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I think of. So – Obviously I don't doubt that Dennis Hopper could do it. I like that we got Ed Harris though. Uh mm-hmm.
0: last last couple here. As of twenty twenty three, Jim Carrey is the only actor to win the globe it, both drama and comedy and not have a, an Academy Award nomination. Yeah. That's yeah miserable stats. It's,
2: it's it's both why the ninety eight Oscars I like for the movies, but it's also just pure snobbery is what that mm-hmm. those those awards are. Or like Elizabeth is not an eight nomination movie. It really isn't, but I like it. But, like, you know, the Truman's show should be an eight-nomination movie.
0: Sometimes I look at, like, these casting what-ifs, and I'm just like, I don't know how true this is, but it is the internet, so they're never wrong. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson turned down the role of Truman Burbank.
2: Okay, that's... That, uh, you know, Interesting.
0: Um, and then after Dennis Hopper left the film before Ed Harris signed on, Jack Nicholson was approached to take over the role, but he declined.
1: You know...
2: He could do it. He'd be super like, interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I That mean, would be more he, of
2: like the vanity of the producer at that point because Jack Nichols can, you know, he's the most famous, one of the most famous celebrities, I guess, acting celebrities.
0: And, mm-hmm. and then finally, to finish up, um, I know we mentioned the script was a little darker, but some of the differences. Uh, originally, the city was not a utopian city, but there were stage, uh, there were actually stage criminal incidents. Truman had a drinking problem as well Uh, Kristoff's intention was for Truman to have Meryl impregnated and the child would carry on the show Uh, there were more clues that helped Truman realize the truth uh, the scene where Truman confronts Meryl was far more aggressive. Finally, and most importantly, after Truman passes a door, he meets Kristoff and the main cast members on a rooftop. While in the film, the story ends with Truman exits from the fake world. In, the, in, the, in this encounter on the rooftop, which was in the script, the actors stare at him sheeplessly. But Truman, in his rage, attacks Kristoff and tries to strangle him. But the rest of the actors hold him back, and he is finally reunited with Sylvia to end the movie i think we're better off the way thank we were you, peter, yeah Rear.
2: yeah thank you
0: yeah peter we were probably
2: like we don't need that yeah it's, it's that's too much where you're at you, you had a perfect ending you then you started to add too much
0: for sure but yeah that wraps everything up this was a great discussion on the whole barbenheimer of it all in Truman show uh perfect movie to bookend the barbenheimer weekend uh next week uh a personal favorite of mine I. This is the first Al Pacino movie I've done with you guys, so this is going to be a uh,
3: four-hour episode.
1: I'm going to have to turn down my audio for that one I we're can't unfortunately so unfortunately
0: I do do yeah. a good Tony Montana so just be, be weary of
2: that uh, But we should are going to should we just be watching Scarface along with it because we'll probably go three hours anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah we're gonna do the 40th anniversary of one of the first gangster film and the first Al Pacino movie I ever saw Scarface which uh, my favorite Brian De Palma movie so we should have a fun discussion there uh, until next week Jack tell everyone where they can find you
1: yeah, you can find me at you, know, you can find me on Letterboxd. If you just look up my name, you'll find me there. Uh you can also see all of us on the League of Cinephiles. Uh just in the middle of doing a really exciting Cinemawars Wars Battle Royale. So that is gonna be a really, really fun event,
2: so be sure to check that out. And then you can also see us all in the critic circle. And Hunter. Uh, you can find me at com and that name on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else. Obviously, the reviews for Barbie and Oppenheimer are out, and then I'll do some first, you know, official I think Oscar predictions this month because TIPS announcing their lineup tomorrow. through gals and special presentation, Venice is going to have their lineup. Obviously, all those reactions or uh, predictions could go out the window depending on release dates, but we got to have some fun while we can have it. So look awesome.
0: forward to that. And you can find me at the Cinematic Reel on Instagram, Letterbox, uh, Twitter, and on my work on the CinematicReel and on Rotten Tomatoes. Until next week, see you at the Boobies Kids.